Oh, yes, I'm ready. We're broadcasting from the world-famous Haunted Winery here in Warren, Michigan. This is Ghostly Talk on 111. Yes, that is January 11th, 2009. <laughs> you just blew me away with that, Doug. Uh, Ghostly Talk is independently produced every Sunday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And what do we do here? To converse about all things paranormal. All right. For more info, and Things go related, to w- which is everything. <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty much everything. What's our, what's our website? For more info, go to www.ghostlytalk.com. Oh, we're, we're running out of time. Hurry up. <laughs> Tonight, Eugene and Mary Yeltsin join us to talk about their cheeky and interactive resources on all things ghost-related for children called Ghost Files. We catch Falling Stars with Victoria Kelly. And finally, Paul Sherman and Kevin Knight from Truth and Paranormal Science joins us. here of Michigan. Yeah. This is your number one source for independent paranormal talk. Wow, that sounded all fancy. No infomercials. Really cool. No infomercials. <laughs> <laughs> We're not selling a thing. It's nice. It dices. Yeah. It <laughs> You know, I heard another it radio host. It through a man's sternum in one <laughs> swift motion. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, there's that, you know, you guys are... That, the Lorena Bobbits of the world are looking for that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, kidding. You've seen those towels they have. I don't even know what the name of it is, but there's that creepy guy with yes. the stupid faux hawk and the stupid yes. headphone thing. Yeah. Um, and he, there's this towel. What are they? Wait a minute. They're they called like the Whammo Wham or some Whammy Jams or something. Sham Wow or whatever. And I thought this. I heard another radio host from, and I'm I'm copping his stuff. I'm sorry, but it, it was hysterical. They were talking about this thing the other day. It's a local guy, local people here in here in, yeah. here in Detroit. I'm like in the morning, I'll, I'll say it. Yep. My morning show I listen to. Doug knows this. I listen to him every morning. And they were talking about this thing. And Mike's like, "Well, they say you can wash the thing, but wait a minute. If you put it in a washing machine, won't you suck up the whole washing machine?" <laughs> 
that was hilarious. You're trying like, to move so it true. into the dryer, but it weighs 47,000 pounds. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, this thing is like, the, it's like the black hole of our planet. I mean, this thing just <laughs> sucks every liquid substance, anything, you name it. As soon as you touch it, all your, we're what, 80% water or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone. It just touches you. You can't, yeah, don't let it touch you. It'll just, you'll be <laughs> this shriveled up, you know, a little 10 pound on a second thought, that might be a good idea. <laughs> Wait a minute. You might be onto something here. Shammy whams for everybody. Just get them around. Yes, this is Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott L. And I'm Doug. And I'm frightened by this <laughs> conversation. The shammy wham. Sham wow. Sham wow. Sham wow. Wow sham. So, yeah, that, that's yeah, we'll you know, that. I, we'll lead I off remember, with that. I remember... Uh, the original chamois commercials because I am 400 years old. Right, right. And uh, you know, eventually they they were not an only TV offer. Back then we didn't even have cable. They were on. Do you remember Channel 20? Yes, I do. Thriller double feature every yeah. Saturday afternoon. From they would 1 advertise to 4. on Channel 20 because that was like the One cheapest five. advertising. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it still is. <laughs> <laughs> For our friends in Detroit, you, know, you, you get the joke. <laughs> and, and eventually it made it to, like, Cunningham's. The, that was a, a, a drugstore kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I remember that. Or a, I remember that, too. They, they were, like, the, the, the current, like, series of, of stores that start with W's. There's Walgreen, Walmart, Walmart, Wal the other thing. Yeah. Um, you know, Wally World, Wall. Mr. Walton, give us $10,000 for that plug, please. Yeah. Thank you. There's all the walls. And, well, the, the Cunningham's was kind of like that. Yeah. They had everything. You could get, you know, a snowplow and pretzels. <laughs> yeah. If you wanted. <laughs> yeah. And, and your prescription filled. Mm. So, uh, it was, it was amazing. And, uh, they, they got them in. And so I bought some and, yeah, no. They they were nothing like advertised. They don't do they don't do everything they say they're gonna no, do. No, they, they don't didn't. suck everything up. No, like, no. If you dump a whole two liter of of soda on the floor, <laughs> it just won't suck it all right up, and you, <laughs> you'll suck three liters out of the floor. Please stop using the word suck. <laughs> well, I'm just <laughs> talking about, about thrust. I'm talking about. <laughs> oh wait, that's the. Well, speaking of thrust, <laughs> speaking of thrust. Oh yeah, wait, right, you're gonna be doing this again this week. This is gonna be the best half hour ever. Speaking of thrusts, speaking of thrusts, we were actually talking about this on the porch before the show. Yes, we um, were. We, 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 weekend events. We were talking about thrust before we, the show. Yeah, we were. Well, weekend events. We actually, me and Amber and I, uh, we went out to uh, the Extreme Monster Truck Nationals last night. Yes. As as if you if you're a dedicated listener, all two of you out there who dedicatedly listen to the show, both of you, yeah. both of you, uh, you'll know that I'm I'm on this monster truck kick right now. And so Mom Al. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm like going to every show I can here that I can drive to. So, uh, we went to this thing last night and one of the, one of the features they had along with the, the big, you know, massive trucks that were there just destroying everything in sight was this, uh, this retired army colonel who was like an engineer for the army and he, uh, he made this jeep, jet powered jeep. Right. Wow, a jet-powered <laughs> jet powered Jeep. Because you need those. That's, now that's this guy, well, missing. this guy gets the brass tax award. I like I mentioned to you, Doug, because he this thing this this jet engine literally just goes the whole length of the Jeep. It's 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 built into the Jeep, right? Right. And 
the guy drives with this thing like it's an armrest for him. The jet engine just it's an armrest. He just I mean, he drives and he has his little armrest right there. I'm surprised there isn't a you know a coffee thing or your coffee somewhere also. But I wonder what kind of noise canceling headphones he has in that Jeep. Because I don't. I think he's deaf. He has to be deaf because <laughs> the guy, he, he, all he was just this. The, what they said is this guy he broke some land speed record with this thing out in the desert somewhere like over 300 miles an hour. He, could, he took this Jeep up to. Wow. And this thing isn't like it isn't in a roll cage or anything. It's just a Jeep. Yeah, you don't have the like plastic cover sticking out the front yeah. and back. Well, yeah, well, well, the ba- well, it's the back only. The back, okay. but it's like um, there's like no roll cage. Or th- it's just a jeep with this it's guy sitting. It's essentially there's a jet engine. He's wearing well, he's with in a, a jeep around it. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And, he, and he has like <laughs> wow. his army fatigues on too. He's yeah. got his like helmet and stuff like he's going into war. And he fires. And the, the announcer said he's like, you know, okay, guys, we're going to show you how this thing runs and stuff. It's really cool. We're warning you, it's going to get very loud in here. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Say and I have I already have earplugs on you know th- th- those trucks do get kind of loud right um, unlike Amber who just thinks every concert we go to any loud event she just goes there bare eared she don't care right and she, she went around and talking like this when we come out but you know <laughs> so um, what yeah what so they <laughs> so they she fires this thing up though and. You know, if you people out there, I'm sure there's people out there familiar with the jet engine, the propulsion system on there, the thrust system on them, right? Right. Where they take in the air, and it pushes out this thing, right? And I can only describe it as the loudest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> wow. The sky was falling when the, he fired this thing up. The guy, they, what they said is this thing can push out approximately 5,000 horsepower, which is just un, it's just ridiculous, right? And um, he fired this thing up and drove it around the stadium in front of us and stuff like that. And it was, well, what like I told you, Doug, Amber's, I have my camera and I'm taking pictures of all the cool stuff. And Amber's like, well, take a picture of the thing. I'm like, I can't focus right now. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, my brain is pulsating in my skull. It made me retarded for a second, I think. It was so friggin' loud, man. And he just drove it around there. He pointed the, he pointed the snout out the back and flamed it out to us. It was like, right. like a 30 foot flame out of this thing. Singed the hairs of all of us in the front, you know, the front couple rows where we were at, because we roll like that, right? Right. And, and like, it was just the most unheard of thing. I can't believe they put it in this little stadium, but it was cool. <laughs> but so, yeah, totally speaking amazing. of thrusting, that there you go, the ultimate. <laughs> well, thrust. Colonel uh, Clink or whatever. Your I, name I is. gotta look Good it up. Job. I gotta look it up. I can probably look it up if you guys want to check this thing out. Give me a second. Me, really, I'm not that into it. Jet powered. I'm not talking about you. I, on the other hand, yesterday Ugh. was in a snowstorm. Who wasn't? Well, that's true. In a snowstorm. It was miserable. It took me two hours to drive 38 miles to go to Windsor, and that. I think this might be it right here. Is that going through? Is that? Yeah, it is. It's totally cute. Oh, it's cool. It's a lot cuter than I thought it would be. This isn't the same one. This one's all red, white, and blue and stuff. But this is this will give you the idea. This thing is just ridiculous, man. That looks like it's on a hockey rink. Oh, look at that thing! So that's what it would do when it was. Yeah, it, it would suck oh in the air, God. and then it would just take off. Yeah, and, just being pushed and around. You were like, oh my God, dude! Ow! It was just the sky was falling. Yeah. So yeah, current. Uh, I gotta find the dude. Hey, Hats off to you for more power. Right? This guy was amazing. So Awesome. That was guy. my big weekend. You were in Canada, though, you said. Yeah, it was just snowy. Everything's snowy. We did right go now. see Bride Wars. 
<laughs> funny. Anne Hathaway and some blonde chick and uh Murphy Brown. And okay. right. it was, <laughs> yeah, I'm not as good at, uh, at giving movies. It's Goldie movie... Hawn's daughter. I can't think of her name right I'm now. I'm not as good at giving movie reviews as we'll um, Goldie Gore Girl. Daughter. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was, but it was, it was so funny. I saw the previews for that, the film we saw the other night, and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to this. <laughs> well, uh, it attracted me. Yeah, even Amber was like, I, I don't want to go to that. It was know. not too bad. It was not too bad? No. The chick's fighting over some, yes. some wedding or something? They're yes. best friends, and they both plan their wedding on the same day. Because that's what best friends do. Well, no, they were going to have one was going to be in the first weekend, one was going to be the last weekend of June. Okay. But then the secretary, who ended up getting fired, of course. Spoiler alert, by the way. Uh, <laughs> messed it up. And, there, and then that sets up this action then they they start playing pranks on each other to get the other because they ke- they keep getting miscommunications going on and uh-huh. yeah it it was it was fun it was definitely not the most brilliant of shows, but then again, thanks for pointing that but out. But you don't what is like that the most has? brilliant. <laughs> yeah, <of shows. laughs> well, that's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yes, you could show me the most brilliant movie ever, and I'd be like. And he'd uh, still turn it off to watch Reno Nine. <laughs> no, that's yes, a good show. I, no, yes, I get a kick I out would. of that show. I, that show is pretty funny. That's right? pathetic. It's <coughs> a funny show. It's really all I have to say. I felt myself getting dumber the last time Doug forced it upon me. <laughs> well, speaking of getting dumber, listening to this show, uh, what happened? Doesn't take much. Did, <laughs> one thing I want to point out tonight, uh, if you have, we haven't really mentioned this in a long while. Uh, if you have a commercial. For, you know, if you have a radio show or a podcast you're doing out there, and we know there's people in the listening audience that have their own shows, um, or a ghost hunting group. Why, I, I don't really know. We, we've gotten a couple of them, and I'm not too sure about the logic of making a commercial for your ghost hunting group, but okay. Why not? I think it's a great activity. Well, I mean, if you got something I mean, to offer. It's, it's, no, not even that. It, it, it's a, it, it would be a team building activity, I think. Well, that, as far as a project's concerned, it's totally cool, but, you know, we got into this conversation. The other night, I got to thank the ladies over at Whispers in the Dark Radio. Yeah, uh, we were. I was. Uh, you were supposed to be there, but you were working. I ended up working. <laughs> you ended up working, and I told them, "I'm like, oh, he's working. Sorry." But I had a chat with these ladies. I uh, came on their show. Uh, was it Thursday night? Yeah, Thursday night. We dropped on there. On my way out to Amber's, I was on my little headset driving in the snowstorm. I'm like, "Yeah, this isn't dangerous." Yeah, his right? doesn't echo. It's oh, it's clean. I love the thing. I don't get Is it. Is it Bluetooth? No. That's oh, why. that's why because Your it's wired. Bluetooth it's wired. It's hardwired. Yeah. Echoes. Yeah, my Bluetooth one echoes. And it like makes crazy. me this thing's want clean. to I love shove it. I mean, it I checked it somewhere where <laughs> you'll never be able to use it again. Well, no, we got into this conversation, and um, Jackie, one of the hosts, asked me. She's like, "Well, you know, I get emails, Scott, from ghost hunting groups that say, you know, how do we get our name out there? How do we promote ourselves? How do we do this?" And She's like, what, you know, Scott, have you, re- first of all, have you received emails like this? And second of all, what do you tell them? I'm like, well, first of all, I have received emails like that. Second of all, I asked them why? Because, <laughs> you know, I understand, like, if, if you, you know, if you're in your area, I guess, and you really, really want to get, you know, really fill up your schedule with nothing but ghost hunting, I could see where you would want to do that to get your name out there so people know who you are so you can get investigations, right? Right. That's cool. That's the only reason I would see that, though, because, I mean, I've received things from people saying, you know, how do we promote ourselves? How do we set up a good PR system? How do we set up a good marketing model? I'm like, market, what are you marketing? What What are you doing to – I don't get the marketing thing. It's a hobby, I thought. And that's what well, – you know, it's just – I don't know. If, you know, it, I, I have – 
happen to have a copy of the MUFON manual, and a lot of the MUFON manual is marketing and developing relationships. Developing relationships is, I'm all for that. That's what you need to do. That's what we do with this show. That's but what we've they done with do, our ghost hunting, too. They do, according to Manuel, they, they do a lot of press releases and, you know, to try and get the name out. Because, I mean, if you see a UFO, you've got to know who to call, right? Oh, yeah. All we oh, have... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, this is... <laughs> This is not going the way I intended. I see what you're saying, though. But, I mean, really, who are you going to call <laughs> if you see a ghost? I had an to say that. An honest attempt at an intelligent I, conversation. I had to say that because right. I saw the light in Bonnie's eyes. Uh-huh. I'm over it. And, darn, that was not as powerful as the Protestant <laughs> conversation. So, anyway. when you see a UFO... There right. are people you go to. You, and you on. know, because they have been in the news. They have well, they, been, they've, done, they've done a lot of work. Yeah. They've been out there, so I, I, I'm seeing that. And they also they've build a lot relationships. PR, right? they, they go to the, you know, the local and county sheriffs, and, and they get, yeah. you know, they, they build relationships. And, and, no, and that's what it's all and about. And I don't I blame them. I think that that's a really good idea, because they do. Oh, yeah. You no. do Homie have says to call UFO busters. <laughs> no, I understand. Homie's on track. I like I that. understand <laughs> the, I understand building relationships. Mm-hmm. Ghostly Talk wouldn't be doing our show now if we didn't have great relationships with a lot of people yes, that have helped us true. out over the years. We would not be doing what we're doing now, period. Um but again, why are you? I, it always comes back to this, though. Why are you building the relationships? I know in our case, we've been building these relationships because one, it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's really great to meet new people and learn from new people. Two, we just kind of help each other out and stuff like that, right? Um, and that's really all it comes down to. I think it's just very simple. Uh, we just, hey, it's really cool. Hey, we met this really cool new person. You know, we're gonna have him on the show, or you know, they're they're doing this thing over here. They want to help us out, or we want to help them out, whatever it may be. It's just as simple as that, right. right? So when I do get these emails, like, well, how do I get myself out there, Scott? How do I get myself on the scene? Hey, you know, it's like, well, first, it isn't a scene, all right? I don't get the scene thing, man. <laughs> this is an emo, all right? We're not like taking <laughs> pictures of ourselves and putting them up on our MySpace page. Uh, I thought we were yes, doing. Yes, they co- are. <laughs> Yes, I don't they are. know what you're thinking. Well, yeah, they are. That's yeah. why I don't think it's right. Okay, uh, I thought you know it's just coming down to the thing of like, okay, I thought we were going to do some research here and try to learn things and go out there and maybe have an experience or two on these things like we've had over the years and stuff like that. It's just it's sim- it seems so much simpler that way to approach it from that standpoint. Yeah, as opposed to going, well, we need to put out a press release because we're going to be going to investigate Charlie's Chicken Shack. This That's weekend. a little premature. No. That's a yeah, little premature. Yeah, man, you don't yeah. you don't put out a press release in advance of your research, you know. Well, yeah, it's mean, like um, a scientist putting out a press release. I am about to cure cancer when I do my research. Stay tuned. Yeah, right? uh, no, no that, that's a bit too premature. I think it should be afterwards, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but but I you know I I can see why people want to. Uh, you know, want to do these exercises well, hey, look, like the commercials, which is what we were talking about. Well, that's thanks for pulling that back. That's know. a fantastic. <laughs> that's a team building exercise. No, and that's it cool. It really is. You you get together. You go. What can we say? What do you yeah. know? We we want to we want to feel good about ourselves and what we're doing. So that it's completely different than PR. Well, I mean, it's unrelated because it it would be a thing that if played on the air would be a PR kind of well, activity. Well, okay, if it's... But hey, as look, an exercise, it's a fantastic exercise. Yeah. It'll help you get your goals in mind. It'll help you simply and easily state your, your purpose, your intentions, your yeah. desires, yeah. what you want to do with your group, and, mm-hmm. and how your group acts and, and is going to you know yeah. carry themselves. It's a fantastic 
team building exercise. And then what is better at the end of a team building exercise than actually getting it played on the air? Yeah. I think that's yeah, fantastic. And that's good. I'm cool with that. As long as the content still has things like, I think, uh, you know, if we're, we are in this area. This is where we're at, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you want us to come and check your place out, you know, I mean, just all the usual stuff. You know what I mean? I'm just, I just, again, it comes back down to what are you doing this for? Right. And that's what I'm just hammering. We, the other night when I was talking to ladies, I'm whispers in the dark. At the end of the conversation, I'm like, it comes down to, after all this stuff we talked about, why are you here? What are you doing this for? What are your intentions, right? Get a pilot. Well, yeah, of course. I want a right? pilot. You know, and no, and you know, you can't be crucified for that. I don't want to leave that impression on people. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you can, you're not going to get crucified for that, but it's just like, but you know, chances of actually getting on Don't TV come to me, don't come negative. to me claiming to be a serious, I'm a serious paranormal researcher that I've been, that's been in the field for two weeks and I'm piling my <laughs> And I have a MySpace page and I have four and letters. I've been on this show and this show. I'm done with it, dude. I'm, you know, and yeah, I'm, I'm, we're bitching, I know, but I'm done with it, dude. I'm, yeah. You know, I, I didn't mean to get to this, but you know, I'm over it. I'm just totally over that. Yeah. And you'll see that coming up in the next, you know, with shows coming up. We're going to be bringing on people that you've never heard of before, but they have amazing things and interesting things to say. And that's what the goal Good. is. That's what we said last week. That's what the goal is for 2009 is to get as many to, thought-provoking things here on this show to get people to think and learn things, whether it be with UFOs, cryptozoology, whether it be with ghosts, of course, and things like that. Um, but I'm not going to be worried about... Well, how many seasons have you done of this show? <laughs> don't matter. It don't really matter. So, <laughs> be that as it may, send your commercials in. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> no, if you if you have a show, if you're doing something that you know that's paranormally related, even sometimes you know, depending on the context, I guess it don't really have to be paranormal related. Send it into us. We'll play it. We're not charging anything for this kind of stuff. It's all done for free. That includes banners too. Um, you know, if you if you have a banner you want, we'll throw it into our rotation, so it'll pop up on the website and stuff like that. So uh, audio, visual, whatever you want, send it to us. Uh, ghostly talk at ghostlytalk.com or Scott L at ghostlytalk.com. We're um, all the emails are on the contact page. So check that yes. stuff out. Definitely check that out. So yeah, there's a uh, yes. Everybody getting serious here? What's yes. going on here? I'm well, serious. <clears throat> Nothing. What's the next topic? Because everybody got serious. No, that's here. it. I'm good. Well, we, we can, still got eight minutes we here. We got to figure something pink out. Fuzzy socks. Where'd you get those from? I don't know, but feel them. I don't want to feel them. Feel them. <laughs> they look feel cute. them. Get that claw <laughs> off of my damn chair. Not until you feel them. Feel them. Rub them. I'm not rubbing anything. <laughs> rub them. I don't want to rub your feet. Rub the top. I don't want you to touch the bottom because I'll kill you. Oh, yeah. She rub will kick top. if you rub the bottom. That's See, one. they're awesome. Are they like that on the inside, though? Yeah, too? they are. Yeah, what, I, what I've been feeling here is... Um, <laughs> It's soft. <laughs> like a baby's bottom. It's Doug, do you want to yes, feel them? Yes, I do. I'll be Hold right on. over. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm coming over. Howard Stern, eat your heart out. <laughs> uh, was it good for you, Doug? Yes, that was amazing. I think I what need a your, break what, after What that. were your impressions of the foot? <laughs> I, I want socks smoke. like that. What you want? I want socks like that. Or a shirt. <laughs> A shirt and then like people that. will be like, eh, a shirt like that would be yeah. great. That would be amazing. Oh. <laughs> okay, next topic, please. <laughs> My goodness. I'm sorry. It was completely random. I'll shut up now. No, that's okay. okay. Nice the socks, Bonnie. Good socks. We get, we get to talk about anything we want. Oh, good socks. <laughs> I want a bra like this. <laughs> I have Me one too. Like that. Whoa, what? 
I'm, on a bar. I'm just joking around. <laughs> I don't have a bra like that. I know there's a fir- there's people in the listening audience that'd like me to have a bra like that, but <laughs> yeah. sorry guys, I hate to. They're like, I knew it. Oh, that is not gonna happen, man. Just not gonna happen. Uh, yeah. So again, just uh, submit anything you want. Uh, they're here. <laughs> they're. <laughs> Just, just, I just want to, well, we haven't talked about that in a while. Right. You know, that includes bands, too. If you're in a band, uh, we're, like I said, we're ramping everything up for 2009 again here, all new fresh material, stuff like that for the show. If you're in a band, send it our way, please. Just send us an email saying, hey, you can use this tune if you want, attach it as an MP3. If you really want to send it to us, if you, I mean, what I tell people, I send these emails out and stuff. If you really want to send us a CD of your music and stuff like that, um, that includes commercials, too. You can send them to us via, via mail. The address is P.O. Box 321, uh, Warren, Warren, Michigan, yeah. <laughs> 48090. That's Ghostly Talks P.O. Box. Uh, you can send those via CD, but, you know, let's save the money, too. I hate to see you guys throwing money away on CDs and stuff like that when you could just send it to us, you know, via an email with an MP3 right. file or something like that. Or a like link that. or whatever on one of them file sends. Yeah, whatever. So, yeah. yeah, whatever is easiest for you. Put it up. You know, down, give me somewhere to We're download flexible. it. flexible. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. Whatever the cheapest way to do it is, do it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Thrust it over at any time. Thrust it oh, over. Oh, wrong timing. <laughs> Yeah, thrust it over. <laughs> Five minutes. What else do you want to throw out here, people? I was trying to get Vani to spit sweet tea, but it didn't yeah. work. Yeah. Five minutes, guys. You know what she does in the chat rooms, right? Yeah. Or what the chat room people do? They oh, try geez. to get her to laugh or say things on the air during the show. Yeah. So occasionally we're sitting there talking about, you know, serious stuff. Very serious stuff. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Bonnie <laughs> bends over this, and it goes Could away. you rephrase that? Please. My God, dog. What kind of show is this? It's definitely becoming a different kind of show than I, usual. No, they 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 definitely make it difficult to keep a straight face. That I believe. While I I can't read chat and not have to laugh at times because um Tanya says we're bad tonight and yes we, we are. are. I apologize for that right now, but. Um, some people have made it their personal mission to get me to crack up laughing on the air. Yes. Which, apparently, you can all stop now, because Amber <laughs> did it last week, so you don't right. have to try anymore. New mission. New mission. And it's not to make me pee my pants, Doug. Oh, I like that one. I've been working <sighs> on that. Spit sweet tea across the room would be interesting. Well, okay, do you want me to spit in this room? Not at me. Okay. On the wall would be okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it changes the color, I'm all for it. But Did you hear about this other one, too? What? Did I mention this to you this week? Oh, yes. Are you kidding? No, I'm not. You're I'm dead not, serious? We only got a couple minutes, so we'll... A&E's doing Paranormal Cops. It's got um, a couple of... Uh, Paranormal like Cops series policemen. planned, yeah. Chicago yes. policemen are running around trying to... F- Ain't, yeah. Uh, they, I don't know. This just... You want to know how excited I am about it? Woo. Uh, That's how I feel, too. (laughs) It's a new low, I think. It's just a a new low. I'm definitely not going to be tuning into that, much like the other paranormal-related shows or so-called paranormal-related shows that there are out there. I'm, like, pretty much, like, down with Boycott and Cable now. I'm, like, I'm down with that. I rarely watch it, except for... You know... here and there, you know, something pops on. It's usually a DVD, like I said in my thing. I just watch that stuff. But, uh, yeah, go ahead. We, we must have something. Tanya, get a new mission because that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. 
Yeah, so there's a... Yeah. It's all a go in the chat room. So, you know, when we are live, we're yeah. live on Sunday nights from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Bonnie is in the chat room, and evidently it's quite a lively chat room. Uh, com and click on the chat over on the left. Yeah, yeah. Check that help out, too. make Bonnie's night. No, yeah, because yeah, I need help. <laughs> lots and lots of help. So, yeah, there's an official press release on that, though, of course. Uh, yes. You know, who are you going to call? Uh, how about 911? Andy is seeking to one-up sci-fi's ghost hunters with a new series that blends paranormal investigation with law enforcement. Oh. Good luck to you guys on that little venture. I hope it works out for you really well. It's a good thing Bonnie has chat because... I didn't find anything about Paranormal well, Cops funny. We've been putting money well, on this. She's she's actually making a face. Oh, it's great. What now? <laughs> she can't even speak. Jeez, you don't Christ, have to pull man. her out of channel because she can't even speak. Now we finally have real paranormal police. Think about it. For oh, a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's pretty damn funny, Bonnie, I have to say. <laughs> that was Tanya. That was all Tanya. This is just... Uh, when's it going to end? Okay, well, that's good. I'll, I'll watch him for that. <laughs> when's it going to end, man? Not soon enough, I'm afraid. I, I'm, I'm beside, I saw that one this week. I went behind, I'm like, oh, okay. What's next? And I've heard of a couple other ones, too. I don't have any... I don't have them in front of me. Right. But I've heard of some that are even more ridiculous than that. Yeah. Um, Paranormal exterminators. <laughs> I think that would be great. We need some Terminex well, people I mean, uh, with, <laughs> running around with... with uh, literally, we got to go to Brooklyn right now, but Jeez. literally, it's going to get more and more hilarious, right? And this you whole... Get rid of your pests and your poltergeist. Yeah, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got an idea for a pilot there, Doug. Ooh. Oh, there we Can go. Can we please be the it. next ones to film a pilot? <laughs> Me, a can of raid. And a video camera. I'm all set. Coming up next, Eugene and Mary Yelchin. We're going to talk about um, uh, the Ghost Files. Yeah, next Ch- time. Another, another children's book, which is I think it's fantastic. We'll be right back after this. Ghostly talk. I say, Sean B. I've been thinking about all the things necessary to produce a proper paranormal broadcast. Mm, do tell, Nathan S., what are these vital qualities? Empathy, commitment, quiet dignity, and self-respect. Indeed. What a shame we don't have any of those traits. Oh, yeah, the Ghost Man and Demon Hunter show is rocking its way on the supernatural scene. It's Drive Time Paranormal Broadcasting without the driving or the timing. Just go to www.ghostanddemon.com. Think you know what goes up in the night? You ain't heard nothing yet. Each week we'll be bringing you the best and the worst kept secrets in the paranormal community. Yeah, us, the Ghost Man and Demon Hunter, Sunday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. www.ghostanddemon.com. The Ghost Man and Demon Hunter. The show is beyond the normal broadcast. Hey, it's Wolfman Mac with Wolfman Mac's Nightmare Cinema. We host classic B horror and sci-fi movies, all the good stuff that you grew up with as a kid, and we show them every single month here in the Detroit area. But guess what, boys and girls? It's coming to you soon via the internet. To find out more, visit www.nightmarecinema.com. That's S-I-N-E-M-A. It's Wolfman Mac. Scare you later, babies. Hey, buddy, nice to meet ya. Won't bother shaking your hand. Cause pretty soon I'll be leaving. It always happens so fast. 
first. I saw what looked like a figure standing in the hall. Okay, this is screen team. We're ready for EVP sweep. That is weird. These cameras don't do this. Water supposedly will come off and on in various rooms. So our EMF meter started to scoop You're listening to the number one source for paranormal evidence brought to you firsthand by real investigators in the field. No hoaxes, no disinformation. You're listening to The Ghost Project. I found myself face-to-face with someone or something that was attempting to play with my psyche as well as my physical being. How sure are you of that? I'm 100% sure of that. We are the Pander City Ghost Group, and we've been in business for over 40 years, serving the metropolitan area and beyond. Hi, my name is Dan Shoemaker, and my father started this business in 1967, and I carry on that great tradition of great low prices. This week only, get a complete investigation plus a house blessing for only $299.99. And we'll help you quit smoking, drinking, or break any old bad habits with an exorcism for only $49.99.99. I'm a licensed deliverance minister and pastor of the New Hope United Church. Come out and see us sometime at Sunday service here right here in exit 217 East Babylonian Avenue. And remember... We're ready to believe you for the right price. The Pounder City Ghost Group, for all your paranormal needs. Call us toll-free at 1-877-555-1375. That's 1-877-555-1375. Or visit us on the web at www.pandercityghost.com. You're listening to Ghostly Talk with Doug, Scott L., and Bonnie. Ghost Files by Eugene and Mary Yelchin is a cheeky and interactive resource on all things ghost-related for children. Uh, it can be found at www.harpercollinschildrens.com, mm-hmm. which, of course, will be permanently linked up at Ghostly Talk. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. harpercollinschildrens.com. And Ghostly Talk would like to welcome Eugene and Mary Yelchin, uh, creators of the Ghost Files, uh, to Ghostly Talk. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's really good to have you guys on and talk about this. You know, we've we've been seeing a few more children's books coming into the paranormal now, which I think is a, it's, this is another great addition. I I just want to ask you guys, like, because a children's book is kind of a it's it's a different thing to do, I think, especially if you're an adult, right? <laughs> I mean, I've never known, but I'm wondering what, what inspired you guys to put this work together and put it out. Well, we we had wanted to do a book that um, was interactive, and we thought that. Ghosts actually uh, was kind of an under uh, underexplored area, especially for children. And um, kids tend to be really interested in the idea of ghosts, and um, many of them maybe not very frightened either. But they they uh, also feel um, I don't know maybe more frightened because they don't know very much. And so we thought that if through interaction, like you might be thinking of interacting with a ghost. If you interacted with our books, it might let you kind of open up to the idea of a ghost without being frightened. 
And so it felt like a logical combination, basically, an interactive book about ghosts. That's right. And and the um, what we were really interested in is to uh, do not make fun of it, make it present it as a as a as a serious subject, as a subject that has a very long history, mm-hmm. uh, that we all um, we all uh, children and adults. Interestingly, the book, even though it is marketed by HarperCollins. Uh, for children 10 and up, um, we had a great response from adults, and particularly from adults who are interested in paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some stories in the book w- that we gathered um, that were not familiar to many people, and it's opened up their eyes and hopefully their senses uh, to things they were not familiar with. Well, I know my... Well, go ahead, Doug. I was going to say very interesting because, the, you know, uh, obviously I, I think... Because I've, you know, been, I've, I've grown up and I've gone to parties and I've gone to. Christ, there uh, weren't books when you were born. Well, the, the, they were etchings. <laughs> Was there paper? They were, that out they were cave drawings. But no, <laughs> the um, I, so so I've I've grown up with all this yeah. stuff and 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 it really is, for the most part, what what you have access to is stories. I mean, mm-hmm. you, not not necessarily books because when when you're a child, you most of the stuff that you're doing is is talking and and you're you're pre, you know conveying to other children you're conveying to other people mm-hmm. your fears essentially because you're you know you're not um very well read yet because you haven't studied everything you wanted or needed mm-hmm. to study mm-hmm. so so you hear a story and then you convey it to another kid with some changes and stuff so it's it's all like word of mouth and and you may not get the opportunity to learn at this kind of level. When it comes to the paranormal, I mean, there are, there have been books in the past, right? Yeah. Um, what, you know, and I have to cite the greatest example in the world. My favorite example is Haunted Houses by Larry Kettlecamp. Right. I always plan, this is for you also, Eugene and Mary. This book's about 400 years old. It's about as old as Doug is, right? <laughs> this Something book is like very <laughs> old. Uh, but it's just a little book I found at a, at a, at a garage sale. When I was a kid, and it's only like about 80 pages long. It's, you know, pretty good size <laughs> typeface, you know, throughout the book. But it's just got a couple of really cool stories, and then it kind of gets into some theory on the end. It's, it, I don't think it was really put under like children's paranormal, but it was just a simple little introduction, you know what I mean? Where that's why I find this uh, ghost it, file so appeasing. But it lacks the interactive aspect. Well, yeah, the, the, and I want to get into that. Well, you know, that's, the, that's, very, that's very modern kind of way of uh, presenting a book. You know, um, here's the story. The kids. Um, the kids nowadays are so overstimulated by, uh, Mary, do you want to pick this up? Well, we, we were thinking about how kids are, in a way, and this is not meant as a judgment, it's just a kind of like a reality of how it is for kids now that they have, they have so many options for, for, um, you know, entertainment and yeah. distraction and stuff to do that we, that in some ways I think they've started to shut down their senses to yes. kind of, you know, to, to right? cope, to cope with all and not only kids, but you know, adults, adults too, because there's such over uh, over stimulation of senses that, as a result, as Mary saying, our senses are shutting down, and it's you know, in children particularly because it's so new and so fragile still. So our hope was is uh, clearly not compete with it, but to in a way focus their attention in such a way that they focus upon themselves. Mm-hmm. Through, through the interaction with that book. They, they focus on this because the, the, the whole purpose of the book is to have the children come in touch with their senses, mm-hmm. come in touch with their perception, um, not to be afraid of things they don't know and don't understand. 
um, try to persuade them not to look away, and it's even in the title. It says how to see a ghost when you much prefer to look away, mm-hmm. and if you are very good, how to make contact. So, but I think it's also just the, the idea of that to see or perceive a ghost, you have to um, open your senses and then also trust trust what you are feeling or smelling or whatever your senses are, are being alerted, that you can sort of, like a, like a trail, you can follow that trail down. And instead of saying, no, 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 this, this is wrong, what I'm feeling, this is not, um, this is, you know, I should distract myself, I should look away. I should, it's actually saying, you know, be calm and just open yourself up. And we think that that felt really uh, positive for us because we're creative people. And I think that, you know, as artists, we're, always having the challenge of keeping our senses open. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just a, sort of, it was a natural uh, thing for us to sort of um, make the same argument with seeing ghosts. And um, so the book is, and the, and the point of the book is that it's fun, and it's supposed to be fun and interactive, and, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, we felt like you can have an experience with paranormal paranormal that is fun rather right. than frightening. That's right. That's right. And we'll book. Uh, by asking our readers a few questions. Um, and, you know, they're maybe for adults, they're familiar, but for children, it makes them kind of focus and start thinking. We ask them, do you ever feel someone is near you, even when nobody's there? Mm-hmm. Do you sometimes see things that others don't? Do you ever know something will happen before it does? Do your dreams ever come true? Do you observe coincidences often? Do you trust your intuition? Do you follow your instincts? You know, and mm-hmm. in, as, as a result of that, instead of thinking, oh, I'm, I'm kind of a freak, you know, I see things others don't. Yeah. On contrary, you feel that you have a certain value in you that you need to explore. This is really good because um, we we had introduced or in, introduced we had uh, interviewed or talked to uh, Bro Perkins right yeah a while back who well, a couple times who um, who ended up becoming you know a, a gifted psychic in um, Canada mm-hmm. and his main complaint his main thing one of the things that he was really perturbed about was was his childhood mm-hmm. in that um he was told over and over and over or felt oh you know continually that he was out of place that he was wrong he was bad he was something was wrong this is not good and even though the the, the things he was seeing and 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 happening to him was for, through loved ones you know deceased loved ones mm-hmm. it, it's still um you know, nobody else sees them. Nobody else hears them. Nobody, else, something's wrong with me. And and nobody's there to tell you. You know what? You got to trust that. You can learn from these experiences. Mm-hmm. You can grow from these experiences. He overcame the childhood thing, but I wonder how many people turned all that stuff off. Yeah, and, and just shut down. And in order to cope, they just put up a big wall. I think you're absolutely right. I, you know, it's you know, I'm sure there's an argument that. That that we just as human race had certain had certain qualities and certain senses that that we stopped using for hundreds of years, and but uh, some of us still still have it, you know, and 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 those who do uh, are, are able to perceive things that most don't, or or choose not to because it, because they don't know how to you know uh, people are people are uh, don't want to be bored so they want to be entertained as as a result of that constant mm-hmm. you know over stimulation they just don't listen to themselves what's happening in their bodies and their minds well i think so for, oh, go ahead mary i'm sorry 
Oh, I just said, it just seemed like, if, you know, that just felt like the, the book felt really right for us on that principle, on that sort of, um, you know, that sort of um, emotional uh, extension to children to say you, that, uh, you know, to make them feel like they're, they're, that those feelings that they were having, like you described the psychic was having, um, were uh, things that you actually could feel that um, made you uh, a more not an important person because I don't want to privilege it, but somebody who was special and that you can embrace being special mm-hmm. um, if you if you go for it rather than if you know feeling unlike other people. And you know the thing is, it's probably still just as bad as it was for that psychic oh, for uh, kids now. I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Every, you know, people act like their kids act like they seem so grown up now and they seem so adult and sophisticated. I think they still you know are are don't. People don't really feel comfortable around people who are listening harder, you know. Yeah. And 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 um. But but if they can find it in a book that's um kind of meant, you know, like you said, I like how you said it was cheeky. You know, we're having some fun too. So it's not just you know heavy or mean or you know like not mean or like scary or something. It's like you know we're having some fun with it because you have to have fun right. about it. I wanted to say just one quick thing, which is that. Um, when we were doing the book, Eugene, um, who did all the artwork in it, he would say to me, "You know, we these story we have too many stories. There's so many stories. We have to reduce the stories." <laughs> and <laughs> it, it was <laughs> oh, there was, there was well the amount of stories yeah. that, as you know, I, I kept, mean, as we were talking about before, yeah. And I kept saying to Eugene, but the but the thing is about ghosts is that ghosts are our stories. I mean, they are narratives. <laughs> right. They are like stories of lives or. stories. They're, they kind of ghostly phenomenon kind of unfolds in a story-like way. And I think that's another thing that is so appealing about it, what we deal specifically here is with spirits. So we don't get into much other paranormal issues. But for us, it was spirits and ghosts, and they come with stories. That's and right. I think that's also really a pleasant and appealing part of the book. You know, over, overall, it was, it was sort of the... the our drive for something that we ourselves believe in, um, and we want to encourage the readers to 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 see themselves as potential mediums. And that was that, and that that was really interesting to us. And and seems like um, in in the, at the end of the book, later on, we sort of there is a whole list of uh, things how to see life and death. As fluid states of being, and um, um, how to let senses be your guide, and things like that. Well, one thing I just while we've been talking about this, one thing that I did think about uh, concerning the book is that if you're a child nowadays uh, and you're seeing things and you're feeling things, you're hearing things, whatever any of your senses might yield that you you know as a child might consider you know ab- you know uh, obscure or, or not normal according to what our standards are of normal um it seems like you could take a book like this as a parent right because you know i think you know we've kind of talked about how these how children are so desensitized now right and there's just so much sensory input out there when it, you know just the, the computer alone will just it'll it'll just shut you down uh but when a child is feeling this way it seems like a parent could take a book like this and go look you know if, if timmy says you know mom i'm seeing you know weird things i saw grandma who's been dead for 10 years <laughs> you know it's chilling on the chair outside in the living you know out there in the living room and stuff um it seems like a parent could take this book and use it as a tool not to just go shove it in their face like they do like a video game or barney or something like that and go go play with this and leave me alone but go here 
Take a look at this book, read this book, and see if there you can relate to some stuff in here, right? Or kind of maybe even use it as a as a checklist, maybe of some sorts to go. You know, are you are you seeing these things? Are you feeling these things? Do you guys think that would kind of work with parents also? Uh, well, oh, it's a great. I think it's that's a great, great, great idea. Absolutely. And yeah. we, we uh, there were a couple of reviews that came out in the book that that specifically mentioned. Uh, same thing. They yeah. wanted. They, they felt that it's it's a book that can be read in a group. It, it's a book that a good interactive book between interaction between parent and child, mm-hmm. or several children together. There is even you know we have a talking board included. So there is a potential for actual. A complete engagement, physical engagement, intellectual engagement, mm-hmm. and sensory engagement with the book. And the um, the the book also is um, again. I keep. I want to. Even though it, it uh, it's a, it's mostly in an overview, and it does touch on sort of all aspects of spirit com- contact and spirit uh, apparitions and appearances. But it also gives a wide view of other cultures and how. Um, in places like Africa or Japan and different countries, mm-hmm. that it's much more a part of the daily life um, to have spirits and ghosts. And um, we feel that that um, that's a nice thing, thing specifically for American kids to be exposed to because in America there's a real separation uh, between, you know, something if the ghost or it's a paranormal, it also often appears in, um, like, horror films. Yeah. And those movies are scary, period. And so when if a kid were to be um, exploring the paranormal um, and and then they were looking for sources on it and they went to movies, they would probably just get scared. Yeah, the heck scared out of them, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Whereas this shows that it's as much as it's part of death, it's a part of life. And in some cultures, it is in there hand in hand. And so that's a, I think that's another kind of embracing thing about the book. In, fa- in fact, the, uh, the first chapter of the book, or one of the first chapters, the book is on ancient ghosts, and it's called Ancient Ghosts, or Imagine a Time When Nobody Was Scared. Mm. And so from this, we kind of ease our way into other cultures um, that, that still have that, uh, you know, have that attitude, particularly Asian, African. Uh, there's, a, there's a big chapter on uh, Japanese uh, spirits and ghosts and demons and, and how people interact with them in their daily lives uh, mm. now. Well, and there is a definite separation here. I have to agree. I'm sure it's much different here in America because there is that dividing line, like you guys said, uh, between reality and fantasy. Yeah. Um, what I think is happening now, though, in the present state of you know, the study of the paranormal is there is a lot more exposure, obviously, now. So I think that that line is being kind of blurred a little bit more. But it is a matter of the, impers- the impression you get, though, and I think it still is standing nowadays well, in our I, films. I like that. I like that the, the there is the, the blurring. The, the It's more acceptable now to talk about ghosts than it was even 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. However, um, I, I think that... There, there is a lack of tools like this um, because it's mm-hmm. still easier. It's still easier to say to your kid who is crying in the middle of the night, I saw something, I heard something, whatever, yeah. say there's no such thing as ghosts. Yeah, go to bed. It's so it's much easier house. to say that and then send them off and and just you know finish up your night sleep and and your kid has been dealt with or whatever and then yeah. then saying then sitting them down and saying well you know maybe they just want to talk this thing over a little you know bit, maybe you know? they just want to say hi you know and and just you know go to bed they'll 
talk, you know, tell them this is not an appropriate time. We'll talk tomorrow. You know, but they don't. But it's so much easier to say there's no such thing as ghosts and send your kid to bed. Mm -hmm. And this this kind of tool will help that. Well, I there was an article in Time magazine this year that said that it had done some sort of a study, and it said that 90% of Americans believe in ghosts. Yeah. So you know, in fact, when people, yeah, so and it's you know, it's really a high number if you think about it. That's a lot of no, that's very high. Yes, and so if they're if they're saying that to their children when they're saying good night, you know, when they're up in the middle of the night, then most then you've got a high odds that that person believes in ghosts. Who's saying there are no ghosts? Right. Yeah, that includes. (laughs) I was going to say that includes the parents too. Right. Yeah, exactly. So if if there's a way for everybody to have a conversation where it's sort of invited into the world and it's existing there, and you could have a very, you know, sweet kind of gentle way of of saying, "Oh my goodness, what can we? What is that? What are your senses telling you? Is it right. something that you can feel good about? You can feel uh, comfortable with? You know, why not?" And and as as a, as a result of exactly that, we also stressed. Um, for the reader, for the young reader particularly, try to imagine how a spirit or a ghost might feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want the, our readers to practice compassion because many ghosts have a painful past. Um, you know, that's the kind of direction that, that, that we will hope and our readers will go with this book. And the book is specifically a, a, a tool for that, is to open it up and feeling uh, compassionate to things that, that are obscure or not clear to them yet. Mm-hmm. I think actually the movie Sixth Sense did that very well, in fact, of, of, mm-hmm. of sort of scary movies. You know, the entry into the movie is scary, and a lot of it is scary, but once it resolves, that's what that boy learns, right? Mm. That he has this thing, and he has to... Yeah, I still wouldn't want my kid to watch this movie. No, I I agree. It's really for adults. Yes. (laughs) Yes, that's true, but uh, I mean the the sentiments are similar. But actually what Eugene was just describing is at the end of the book, and in that section it's, uh, it's fun because it invites the reader to check out their own house, Right. For the potentially, you know, being haunted or having any presence in their own home. It's, is your home haunted or what do you really know about your house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we, we give, we give the readers kind of the, uh, the tools, uh, history of the house, uh, things about sounds and smell and presences and objects and how one can become sort of a detective in your own house and it's the same thing as you pay attention to yourself as we mentioned earlier to your senses your feelings you also we also try to teach them how to pay attention to the environment mm-hmm. rather than shut the environment out and um, you know but but really study it really understand that you are part of this one you know universe do you have children any of the um Oh God! Thank okay. heavens! No, they they won't let us. They won't. Yeah, we're not allowed. <laughs> no, but I I have nieces. I have nieces. Um, th- who who one of them in particular went through an interesting phase where um she seemed to have the uh the ability to see or or feel or whatever these these interesting things that just didn't weren't weren't accessible to my brother. Who you know her father is my brother. And, yeah. And uh, but my brother, instead of saying, uh, fortunately, you know, I'm a 
ghost hunter, an amateur ghost hunter, as well as, you know, I talk about it for three hours a week on, yeah. on there, and they all know this, you know. So, uh, so, sh- so my Hang brother. Hang on, let me get Doug. Yeah, my brother did not say, you know, oh, there's no such thing as ghosts, right? In, instead, he said, he says, well, you know, maybe they, they want to, uh, talk to you, but, uh, but you have to tell them, you know, Tonight's not the right time. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what he did instead. And, and, that's you know, the, a little bit, you know, came here and there, but, but for the most part, she's been unbothered by them now that she sees that, um, I accept them. Yeah. Just as a matter of fact. So, so she's, she's been going. So I, I've only had, for children, I've only had the experience with my, my niece, my young niece. Unfortunately, guys, we are like right at the. We gotta go to break. <laughs> oh, this yeah. is such a bummer too because we're having such a good time talking to you guys. Also, my goodness. Well, thank yeah, you. we well, really enjoyed thing I yeah. want to say is I want yeah. to thank you for all of this. Um, the the book is available um, on Amazon oh, okay. and on Excellent. any major book sites. So uh, please, uh, please check it out. Yeah, so, yeah. Hang tight. Don't hang, hang on, on for a second, guys. Don't hang on the line. Yet. Don't go away. Um, so you guys, the 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 book is Ghost Files, and so you can Fantastic. look up on this on is... Amazon or Barnes and Noble or or anywhere. Um, right. Uh, it's, called, it's called Ghost Files: The Haunting Truth. Excellent. That's the full title. Okay. Ghost excellent. Files, The Haunting Truth. Ghost Files, The Haunting Truth by Eugene and Mary Yelchin. So, excellent. Fantastic, guys. Again, thank you for joining us. Stay on the line. Don't leave us just yet. Uh, we're just going to go okay. break here. Hang tight. Yeah. God, what a thought-provoking half hour. I, I, I Man, I was, yeah. It's about time tools like this This became available yeah, to parents you know? and to children and to teachers and to, to people who have to deal with young ones who who go yeah. through this kind of thing. Coming up next, yeah. Victoria Kelly from uh, VenusRising.com. I, I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. Oops, sorry, dude. Bye-bye. For more info, visit GhostlyTalk.com. Showing up in this deck. Maybe I should get a reflector on my scooter. 
keep dreaming about frogs leaping into my bed. This book says I'm just horny. Having a bad day at the Wheel of Fortune? KarmaCast has answers. Check out karmakast.com for show listings and times. KarmaCast.com is a division of Mayhem Media. Oh, 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 
Radio and you. This is Johnny. Johnny is going to use his computer to contact the spirits. His sister Jenny is very curious and watches. Johnny just typed in www.para-x.com and is now communicating with the dead. You go, Johnny. Jenny is excited because now she can listen to shows like Night Watch with Todd Sheets, Caps Paranormal Radio with David and Tom, Paranormal Awareness with Bill Metz, Ghostology with Brian and Anna Marie, Leinster Paranormal Radio Show with Danny and Cormac, and The Ghost Divas Live. One day, the world will be a better place when we can all be like Johnny and Jenny and tune into Para-X Radio at www.para-x.com. All paranormal, all the time. Listening to Ghostly Talk. Victoria Kelly is the author of the book Catch Falling Stars, uh, The Little Star Collection, and the upcoming Children of Twilight series. These books explore the human condition from a spiritual side most of us have simply forgotten. They also teach us ancient values from a whole host of spiritual beings called the collective. Religion That's is what we call our group, isn't it? I'm I'm a collective unto myself, I think. Ooh. Yes. Okay, sorry. <laughs> religion and spirit I'm not really. Uh religion and spirituality are two distinct things, and I totally agree with that. One may be spiritual, but not necessarily be involved in religion. The website is www.venusrising.com. That's Venus R I Z I N G dot com. And Ghostly Talk would like to welcome Victoria Kelly. Welcome. Thank you very much. What a wonderful biography you gave. I think we don't we just copy. No, that? no, no. <laughs> actually, I actually it? wrote that one. Oh, excellent. What kind Good of job? We don't really cut. Co- well, you know, hey, there's always the press pack thing, right? But no, oh, yeah, that's true. We, oh, it doesn't sound good. We just copy them and we just use them on our show for whatever the hell well, we want. Sometimes we do. <laughs> <laughs> but this one's this one is really You're welcome, by the way. And you know, I totally, I totally agree, Victoria, about the religion and spirituality. But first of all, I want to know more about your books. Um, absolutely. Well, the book Catch Falling Stars is a uh, a book that is written by myself, my husband Michael, and the collective. And so it is an, an actual collective of writings and the styles. If you guys were able to have a look at the uh, 25 page download, the PDF version, yes, I did. You can see that the writing styles are extremely different in the book. There's my style, and then there's the collective style. So. The messages in the book are to help humanity, um, and as we all uh, have to agree at this point, we are in some serious crises, and these spiritual beings are speaking very loudly and clearly, and uh, they're doing that through my husband at this time. Oh, through your husband, and we'll talk more about that in a few minutes, probably. Now, 
Mechanically, I guess. I always, I always like to get into the mechanics of this stuff. You mentioned the – well, did I just totally squash that? We were talking about her books. <laughs> right. And then you just said we're going to talk about the collective in a minute, and then you're talking about the collective. No, no, no. I was going to talk about – oh, my God. Yes, God. you did. No, I was going to ah. – we were going to talk about her husband. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. Husband. So you stand corrected then. Don't I do stand sir. corrected. I'm sorry. No, no. What I was going to say uh, – well, concerning the collective, what I, I guess we can just ask this right now. Um Mechanically speaking, I mean, I'm wondering who is the collective. I guess it's just a, I just have to come out and ask you that question: Who is the collective? Absolutely, um, they're ancient spiritual beings. They've always been here. Um, I've been given um, information on creation, so they have always been watching us. They're a combination of, if you will, spiritual guides, angelic creatures. Um, they are here right now. They've actually massed together in order to send this message out to humanity, which, by the way, is nothing new because it's been taught for thousands of years and we just haven't been listening. So once again, they're trying to send this message of hope, love, strength, uh, finding out who you are from inside the wonderful person inside of you, mm-hmm. and bringing this all to the forefront in order to change our perspective on each other, our brothers and sisters in different countries, and to once and for all bring humanity together in love and big word, peace. Oh, that's a big word, too. And that's going to be difficult in these times, as you know, Victoria, because... Liberty's at each other's throats. They're lobbing bombs at each other right now in the Middle East, and... and uh, I, I just think that it's it, it's quite a challenge for them. Absolutely it is. But you know what? Some of the greatest people that walk the face of the earth did it. I mean, I've always said Gandhi is my one of my biggest heroes. And this little man changed the face of his nation, and he did it through nonviolence. He did it through love, and he did it through respect. So... You know, they have been teaching this message. We just now, and, and here's something very interesting, is the collective said back in August that of the new year, at some point, Israel and Iran will go to war. Now we're seeing the beginnings of what's happening in the Gaza Strip. Uh-huh. We didn't even get into the new year, because I believe this started like two or three weeks before Christmas. It did. So the The collective were right on that. They also said by the end of the year we would have this huge economic crash around the world, which has already happened. So um, we're just kind of sitting back and watching all these pages unfold. And I don't believe that anything is impossible. I believe that it starts from within each and every one of us, and it is how we perceive our own identities, our our spiritual being, um, our future, and you know, when you read the book, it is just one of those books that you understand that they really are trying to reach out. Well, Mike, I'm wondering how, when it comes to the collective, I mean, when you say they're reaching out, how are they reaching out? And this, this is just a question I want to ask. I mean, I'm not contesting. I'm just wondering, you know, what do they have methods? I mean, what are they trying to do to actually reach people um, and maybe, you know, impress this idea upon them that, look, okay, the way we're doing it right now kind of sucks. We need to, like, change it up and try something new. I mean, do they? Have, do you know what their methods are? Did they tell you that? Well, in the book, I'm going to read you a paragraph, and then okay. you tell me if you believe that they're speaking to okay. us. Okay, all right. Uh, we gather in the darkness and we watch. We are surrounded by the sands of your world, 
projecting our thoughts to those who will now listen. For the message we bring is one of hope, love, trust, faith, and learning of the ancient ways. Do not fear us. Do not truly fear any being. Do not allow fear to destroy you. Fear is indeed the only true and last remaining enemy. For the few that discover this, there is great power in this thought. So, so I ask you, do you think that they're actually reaching out to try and get our attention? Well, I tell you, the idea I get from that to start with is something that we've heard, you know, we've been hearing in, in all shapes and forms that this idea of fear, and this is what I think has this whole world in a chokehold right now, as far as all the people on this planet, and it comes obviously, and you know this, uh, Victoria, in all shapes and forms when it comes to that, as far as fear is concerned. Um, I know I have my fears, Doug, I'm sure you have your fears also, which is usually me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, and but, Bonnie. And Bonnie, yeah. But I mean, this idea of fear, um, it can, when you have that, when you have that disease, when you have that sickness in you that's called fear, uh, you know, depending on who's controlling that fear, because there are people that control it, I believe, um, you can pretty much do, well, you're going to do whatever you have to do to keep that fear at bay. Well, I think what's happened is not much has really changed since, uh, well, I'm only going back, what, 50, 60 years when, uh, um, who was it, F- FDR said, um, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Yeah. And I, and I, I just don't know if much has changed. So what, um, what, see, whereas I, I believe in, in a lot of what we've already talked about. I really, really do. I, yeah. I, I believe that the, the path to, the path for human civilization and, and human individuals is, um, is to embrace each other, to, to, you know, more, you have to, love everybody and everything. You have to know that they're part of you and you are part of them. We're all made of the same atoms. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. my atom is just mine right now. It won't be forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this body will end up dying and then, you know, it'll, it, it doesn't go away. It, yeah. it you know, it decomposes, gets back into the, the system and it'll be somebody else's atom eventually. So each of my little atoms are going to eventually be part of the earth. And, you know, I mean, it, it it's like a cycle. Yeah. And so we all really are... <clears throat> Of the same stuff, and yeah. and I and I think that the that until we're, we're having a hard time as a as as a, a collection, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, as people realizing this kind of stuff. So the idea of see, like I I get the idea of the the spirit guides and the angelic beings and stuff like that. I just don't know, Victoria, is there a ramp up phase? Is there a way to get? The world leaders to listen to this kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that's the problem because people. Let's let's be frank. Most people, they, they're 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 followers. They're not leaders. They, right. they are perfectly content being told what to do off the TV set or whatever it may be. Uh, it's it's harsh, I know, but it's the facts. Just look around you. So you know, I think the solution to this to get people to think this way would be to get people that have influence. Unfortunately, I think too, uh, but it's a, it's a fact. You'd have to get people in power that have influence to go look. Here's what we got to do, guys. This is what we need to do. We need to we need to change. Because I'd we're like thinking. to take a copy of your book, Victoria, if I could, and and put it in every embassy in the world. Absolutely. You know something? You you guys are making some wonderful points. And one of the things that the collective have said is that this year is the power of two. What that means is that if I have learned some 
dramatically beautiful, wonderful things to reach the children of the future because in the beginning of the book, I dedicate it to our children because they are our future. When we are gone and we've passed from this life, what legacies are we going to leave them? So here's the thing. The power of two is that I teach somebody. Then they teach another person. And what's going to happen, and I truly believe this, at some point we are going to turn around because we know that right now the United Nations is not doing some of the jobs that we ask them to do, you know, to keep peace around the world. Mm. And they're kind of turning a blind eye to some of the things that are going on. As people, we are eventually going to get to a point and say, we have had enough. You're not doing the job that we employed you to do. We want something different. We want something for our future. We want it for our children. And we have to fight for it, each and every one of us. And I don't mean literally get out there and fight. I mean fight mm -hmm. the good fight from within. No. Yeah. I, and I mean, how many years have we been saying that here, Doug? Really, we have. Right. That, 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 I think one of the biggest problems we as a race of people have is that we are so short-sighted. We seem to be so short oh, sighted. It's fast. Sense this, pleasure. Yeah. In, sense pleasure. Yeah. Get it done now. I want, yeah. Instant everything. What's going to make me the most money in the least amount of time so I can go retire into the Bahamas or wherever it may be? I mean, I don't, and I don't care what happens 20 years down the road. I just want to make my money now and it's get out of town. I want it all. I, and want, I want it now. Exactly. And that's a problem. Um, and that's because, destructive. It's destructive. We and all that's know a it. problem I've seen it. because we're going to have all the trees torn down. Well, yeah, that's just and, one example. And made into whatever you make trees. Into. I've seen that happen get, personally have... with this radio show. If, if we've decisions we've made in the past, they were short-sighted sometimes, and we're like, well, I know we've looked back and said, no, oh, we could have done that differently, you know. Yeah. And now we're not changing the world, okay? No. <laughs> but it's it's it puts it into perspective, though, to go, okay, now let's take this idea, our little radio show, and then make put this on a global scale. Right? I know. Victoria, does the collective influence, can they influence everybody in their own little way? Or, like, do they hear the whispers in their dreams and do they then well, make a conscious decision to go against it? Or, or, or how does it teach people? Okay, he, you, you asked me a very, very important question here because there are two words that the collective use all the time. Free will. Mm -hmm. Have the will inside of you and each and every one of us we have over the thousands of years been told and and here's one of the things that the collective are really really big on and a lot of people may or may not agree with me on he, this whole thing i have nothing against people's religion but religion is a doctrine and it has been split apart so many times what has been mankind's greatest downfall through wars through disruption, through anger and violence. It has always come back to religion. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I collective, agree. The collective have said that because we believe that, you know, we're so afraid of death and that we are so short-sighted on these things that we are the biggest fear mongers. We walk around and we stand there on our podiums and we teach the fire and hell brimstone thing, when in actual fact the word hell doesn't even exist in the Bible. So let's talk about being honest instead of, you know, dragging people into this doctrine that was used to hold us in fear. You can be extremely spiritual, but to believe every single thing without venturing out, finding out the truth for yourself 
is what holds mankind in fear. So as long as we have that, then we will never rise above something greater. And the collective want to teach the winds of change for our children because our children get it. You know, the children that are coming in the next generation are extremely bright. They get it. Some of us adults are still having a hard time with it, but our kids get it. And the collective speak about religion in the book. Oh, boy, do they speak about it. And they say some very home truths that may or may upset a few people, but, you know, sometimes truth is brutal, and sometimes you need the truth to maybe adjust your thoughts. Well, I think... It- Especially with the generation, my generation growing up now, I guess all, you know, all three of our generations, all of us within this age bracket, whatever it may be, uh, what, within 10 I'm years? I'm ancient. Of, well, yeah, yeah you're, yeah. I'm sorry, you're the exception, Doug. You're way older than we are. There's but, less than 10 years between the three of us. Well, that's yeah, so, true. you know, that's but true. I think people within that kind of that area who are raising kids now and things like that, I mean, I just think that we, this generation, from what I've seen, and I just all I gotta do is just go out and drive for a little while, <laughs> and I can and I can get I can just give you that's an observation right there. We're all the kings of our own little universes. We're kings. We're king. And again, that ties right back with short sightedness. I can only see as far as the windows of well, I'm sorry, the, the walls of my house, more or less. That's all I see because this is my kingdom. I am God here, and you know. I, I think the children coming up, like you're talking about, Victoria, they have a different viewpoint. You know, they don't understand. I don't think they really understand this whole, you know, the whole materialism thing. You know, about you know, well, you here's the life. You, you know, 20 you go to college, 25 you graduate college, 30 you know you get married, 35 you have, you know, and they. I think I'm seeing a lot of kids that I've noticed, that, you know, that I've talked to personally, and they're much more. It seems like. Well, the majority of them, at least, they seem to be much more free spirit. They don't think up in terms of a timeline, a rigid, gridded timeline, right? Well, I gotta be here, right? I gotta be there at this point. I gotta be doing this thing. Um, they're much more open-minded about things. So I do see what you're saying about, you know, these children being much more bright, because I consider that being much more bright. <laughs> That's my opinion. I think you're much more bright when you think in a more softer way than hard, rigid things of 25, be married. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like Absolutely. You it's know, crap, you know? Sorry, I have a nine-year-old who is seeing and saying and doing amazing things that would take most adults a lifetime to figure out. And I, I seriously... You know, my children are my future, and so I'm fighting this for my children. I want to read you one paragraph in what the collective say about what we have done to each other. Sure. Long have we seen the horror inflicted by man on his fellow. Few can question your talents for death and destruction. War is your greatest achievement. What many call religion is nothing more than a proving ground for predators, thieves, animals, and those bent on doing great harm. These beings rise in darkness or with the help of clergy and know that to control people, they must first enslave them in thought. Down through time, this enslavement has always been through religion. And for the few that truly profess to do no harm from most religions, belief can or will hold to this for very long. The very nature of most religions is to conquer and to divide, to powerfully hate, even if this hate is shrouded in religious fervor. So that is what the collective begin to talk about with religion. And you've got to agree with me on this one. Uh, They 
and they're not pulling any punches here. They're saying it how it is, and we know. We see it on the news. We see it on the TV. We know. Well, well, I've seen it. I, I have seen that in the past, right? I mean, if you look at the the history of uh, the uh, Catholic Church and 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 what's going on right now in the uh, Muslim versus Jewish world, is that what's going on? I, anyway, hey, you see the war, you see that. the the power, you see the control, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't. I I just don't, Victoria. When when I go to church, and, and I don't go to church very often, but when, when I do go to church, <laughs> okay. um, uh, there's there's a man up at the up at the front of the congregation, right? And and he's you know teaching us things, or he's interpreting something and telling us stories, and 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 if, and oh, on the whole, he is trying to uplift your spirit. He he seems to really be. Um, trying to do that through yeah, the, what he sees as the word of the, of God, right? Mm. And and mm-hmm. I I don't think that the work that he's doing is to enslave you and uh, brainwash you and stuff like that. He's he's got, in my opinion, a very narrow minded you know set of rules that he can teach out of, and that's the Bible. And and uh, uh, you know, because here in Michigan, I don't have all that many choices, right? I, I I can go to this or that kind of Christian place, right? That's about it. And so so it's all the Bible based. And so so we've got this Bible, and and he and he's trying to uplift us and trying to teach us a few morals and a few, you know, be good to your neighbor, you know, don't covet your neighbor's wife, whatever, all that kind of stuff. He's doing that kind of thing, and I don't think he in himself is trying to brainwash you. Um, I don't. He is either. I don't. But whose Bible? And and how many changes have been made to the original scriptures? I yes. Mean, and that, that is ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. And when Jesus came to earth, let's let's talk about religion. Okay. When Jesus came to earth, he never said, "I'm a Catholic. I'm a Baptist. I'm I'm this. I'm that." He said he came to do the work of his Father, and mm-hmm. he came to do the work in love. And he came to bring a message to humanity. That's what he said. So who changed it that, you know, you have to listen to my version because I'm Catholic and or you got to listen to my version because I'm Baptist. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, love your brother as you love yourself. He didn't say uh, because you're Catholic or Baptist. He quoted genuine scripture. So it's been contorted. It's been twisted. And so whose version is he teaching? Because people want truth. People resonate with truth. And that's what the collective are trying to say here. The truth. Let's talk about the truth for once. Well, I think one of the main points that you made, uh, the last reading you gave us too, is just simply enslave the mind. That, that's the, that, that, that line came well, out. Well, that happens, like, wow, that happens in more we... than just religion though. Yeah. And well, well like yeah, a, it happens the, in all different sorts. Victoria, the news well. outlets. I mean, you just oh, watch God. the news and it's all biased. It's they all say, oh, we're unbiased. Yeah, but it's all biased. It's all trying to get you to think one way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you read this newspaper and then if you read the, a different, 
newspaper the next day. It's completely well, different you know, By no means out of the same yeah. news. Really quick, so we got to go to break. But one thing, that, this is a good example of this, Doug, is uh, with the gas prices in this country right now. What a lot of people say that half the problem is is the news itself because they come on and go, oh, my God, gas prices are going to go up. So everybody freaks out. And then they have no choice but to raise the gas. They're like, you know, if you guys would just shut up for a little while and let things cool off a little bit, because it's, it's obviously it's a trickle-down effect. This isn't one person. It's a trickle-down through all different types of organizations and places. And, um, if you know, the, the oil makers are like, look, if you just calm down <laughs> a little bit, again, it's that's enslavement in its own right. I mean, it does come in all shapes and sizes. Oh, the oil so. makers are posting record profits. And I'm not. Profits, yeah, but I'm not. Profits, but I'm not so defending I'm not them. I'm just saying. excited about that. I know. I'm not but, defending them. I'm just I'm, saying. I don't You're know. Right. We're not gonna we're not gonna get this in a half hour. So let's we're gonna have break. another let's, half hour yeah, after break. this break, and we're gonna try and try and figure this out. But I don't. I don't know. If we I can. can feel the heat going up in here right now between all of us. I think because I, did, Victoria, all, around it all, I don't want to feel like I am. I I, I still want to feel like I'm open minded about things. Oh, and yeah. and let, well, let's find out. Let's find out if that's possible after this break. Do you feel like there's something happening in your home or business? Something you can't explain? Do you think that whatever is happening seems to be paranormal? Do they exist? Florida Ghost Hunters at FloridaGhostHunters.com are looking for haunted locations throughout Central Florida. Let the team at Florida Ghost Hunters investigate your paranormal experience. Their mission is to disprove a haunting with science, to find a reasonable explanation to a problem, and whatever is left becomes evidence. FloridaGhostHunters.com If you've experienced paranormal activity in your home or business, you are urged to visit FloridaGhostHunters.com and click Need Help. <gasps> FloridaGhostHunters.com Welcome to Paranormal News on Ghostly Talk Radio. Paranormal News is produced by Genesis Creations Entertainment. I'm your host, Bonnie Vent. San Diego Paranormal is an affiliate for Sideshow Collectibles and Collectibles Today. From the Munsters to Scary Movie and even Pirates of the Caribbean, we've got you covered. How about a statue of Elvira for your desk? Please go to www.sdparanormal.com and look for Sideshow Collectibles and Haunted Collectibles on the left-hand navigation bar. A&E sets out on Ghost Patrol with a green light for a new original life series, Paranormal Cops, following a team of Chicago area police officers who also work as paranormal investigators. The network also announced a third season of hit original real life series, Paranormal State. Paranormal Cops is currently and tentatively slated to premiere later in 2009. Paranormal Cops follows a group of larger-than-life cops who walk one beat during the day as real-life Chicago-area police officers and another at night when they apply their forensic and investigative expertise to paranormal casework. 
responding to the pleas of ordinary people who are victimized by distressing and inexplicable activities in their homes and workplaces, as well as taking cases from their day jobs when called upon. These cops bring their no-nonsense approach to hunting ghosts and real-life police skills to separate the fact from fiction and often happen upon results much scarier than the paranormal. If this concept sounds familiar, it is. I worked with a group of Houston police officers that ventured over to the paranormal side with a short-lived television show on Court TV called Phenomena Police. The Freeborn County Courthouse will soon be featured in a television show about paranormal activity. The historic courthouse in Albert Lee is said to be haunted. Some say the suspicious activity is linked to a suicide that happened in the 1930s. When a television show called Dead Reckoning contacted Freeborn County officials asking if they could come and investigate, the county commissioners agreed. The commissioners recommended to producers that the building's maintenance manager, Randy Jensen, be involved in the taping because he knows firsthand that the courthouse has spirits lurking around. Randy Jensen says he's heard things. When he worked nights, he would hear doors slam, but there was no one else in the building. He has also had other staff members report hearing things and seeing things. Jensen says the unexplainable activity doesn't bother him, but he says some people do get uncomfortable at night because the building is old and creaky. For more information on these stories, please go to www.sdparanormal.com and the Paranormal News feed page. Don't forget, sign up for a free subscription to Paranormal News. Thanks for joining us today on Paranormal News. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on Paranormal News, please send us an email at paraxnews at aol.com. You can listen to Paranormal News on Ghostly Talk Radio at www.ghostlytalk.com. Please check out their other fine shows. Or you can join us at paranormalnews.mypodcast.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Bonnie Vent. Hi, this is Luke. And this is Tobin from Quest Research. Hey, Tobin, what do you get when four guys with absolutely no video experience whatsoever decide to produce their own online paranormal TV show? I don't know what. Oh, wait, I do know. Ghost Diaries, right? That's right. You can check us out and get involved at www.questresearch.net. And the good thing about being new is that we will only get better. The television screen is the retina of the mind's eye. Therefore, television is reality, and reality is less than television. Trying to wrap our minds around a difficult subject, but uh, one that I think is extremely, extremely important. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about. Well, we're talking to Victoria Kelly of www.venusrising.com. That's Venus R I Z I N G 
dot com. The book is Catch Falling Stars. And there's others, the Little Star Collection and the upcoming Children of Twilight series. Um, and, uh, it, it's really interesting because we've, we've got, um, we've got the collective, right? Uh, the collective co-wrote the book and, and, well, and they're telling us a lot of things I think we should already know as people. Or we, we should have we, a gut and we should be ashamed not some even, of it. Yeah, I mean that I'm not perfect by all means, no. so I'm not going to stand on any soapboxes here. But I think one of the things that Victoria said in the last half hour, and it's something that I feel is I feel it in my gut that people are finally going to go look. Enough is enough. There's there's something's got to give. All right, uh, there's a threshold we're going to cross over when we're watching. You know, just if you just watch things that go down every day, and this is like real life. I mean, I don't know how much is fabricated because I believe about five percent of what's on you know the, the corporate news out there. But when you're seeing people that are just taking millions and millions of dollars, for example, and just walking away from some company that just failed, right? Where <laughs> thousands of people have lost their jobs, and they leave and they go build a new house somewhere, you know, and you know, no, nothing happened. And they live happily. They live happily. You don't tell me that people aren't just gonna, don't tell me I'm the only person in my car bending the steering wheel over and making it into a half moon. <laughs> okay, because I'm well, not the only one There that are that already way. some people who aren't taking it. There, there was the workers in the factory just outside of Chicago. They're like, we're not taking that. There's, oh, the archway people, the archway cookie people. We, we were talking about archway cookies because they make these. Ooh, they're, they're, the, the wedding cake. The wedding know. cake cookies. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. And, um, and their, their, their plant, you know, actually ended up getting sold old, thank heavens, and, mm. and the new owner. Um, so, so they're not going to uh, stop making cookies. Thank we God. still have jobs thank still God. baking, and we don't, yeah, <laughs> we don't have to worry about the wedding cake cookies anymore. Screw the car companies, Archway. Our, yeah, yeah, cookie Archway. companies are Let's where we need to... Let's not say screw the car companies, okay? It's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah, we, we want the car companies to say Wow. Take it easy. Put food on our Listen, table too. Listen, my whole family survived. I know, and car I'm not, I understand that, and I was a joke, Bonnie. I didn't don't say it again. Just don't do it again. I love but, but the, the the mic is out. I'm done tonight. I'm the, finished with her. She's the done. whole point is that the um yeah you know that there are people who are standing up. Yeah, there are. There are people who are listening and fighting for themselves. Yeah. Is is that going to be part of the message? We're going to have to find out. Um, Victoria, I hope she's still here. If you <laughs> haven't hung up on us already, <laughs> what what is, is the record going here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fighting. You mean? Okay, yeah. <laughs> It goes on everywhere. No, but, this is, we're, we just cited a couple of examples right there of people just going, look, I'm, I'm sick to death of this. We need to change. We so need to get, so it's kind of frustrating, you see. It is. You know, I never tell anyone this is easy. Skip the, you know, the movie The Secret, okay? It, with all this, all you have to do is ha- think happy thoughts and it comes to you. Well, the fact of the matter is only 3% of people who watch that movie are actually having success from it. Mm-hmm. So what happened to the other 97%? Uh-huh. Right. The fact of the matter is it is hard work and you've got to do the work on yourself because if you don't even understand what makes you tick what makes you happy what brings out the anger in you then how can you go off and teach that to someone else so you have to look from within because you are the greatest source the greatest power Look from within. Then when you know and you have worked out all the little bumps, and i and I got to tell you, you got to work through some stuff because we've all got those skellies hanging in the closet and we don't want to rattle them, but sometimes you got to get down and dirty and do it. So mm-hmm. 
once you've figured that out, then you can go and teach somebody else and then people see the changes in you. And believe me, this is a lifetime commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, and people have seen changes in me and they were like, I don't know you. And no, you don't know me anymore because I'm not the same person I was 15 years ago. So this is how the changes come. We do it from ourselves, then we teach somebody else, then we teach someone else, and it's like a virus. You know, when somebody gets the flu, everybody gets it. So that's the message that we're sending out. And the collective, uh, you know, my teacher... And he says, I don't have to mention his name, but it makes him smile when I do. His name is Theon. And when Theon comes, he is eventually going to speak to the world through my husband. What was it? I'm sorry, Victoria. What was the name again? Gaytheon. Gaytheon? Yes, and you won't remember it unless you write it down. (laughs) How about I type it out? (laughs) (laughs) So, no, that's his name, though, right? Yes, that's his name. And you were, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to and cut you off. When, and when he comes, he's going to come through Mike? Yes. Mm-hmm. He will eventually speak to the world, he said. And he will, um, once and for all, put to rest any uncertainty. But at this time, the message needs to go out. And when the time is right, he will come forth and speak from my husband. Well, you mentioned this. This is something I, we, I wanted to talk about, too, is that your, your husband, obviously, he's the one that does channel the collective. Um now we've talked. We've had a few people on the show over the years here who you know who channeled uh, yeah. creature or I shouldn't say creatures. Creatures. I'm channeling a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> no, but who, who have channeled you know beings, entities oh, of yeah. some sorts. Um, and you know, I always like to ask people. Again, I'm the mechanical person. I like the mechanics of these things. You know, what is this process? How does he go into to to um, tune in with these people with the, with, the, with this, the collective? Well, actually, what happens with my husband is one of the rare phenomenons of of the real, uh, true cha- channeling, if you will. Okay. Um, he, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Jay-Z Night with Ramsa, the way that she channels. It's mm. similar. What happens is when it, when it first had started happening, my husband was feeling rather sick. He wasn't feeling himself, and he said, I don't know what's going on with me. He was having, like, pains, and he felt really woozy. What was happening was the collective were very... Um, gradually connecting their energy with his body and they, you know, because they're such powerful beings, they do not want to harm him in, the, in any way so they were testing the waters and then um, about two weeks later we were sitting on the sofa in the living room and he just, he said I gotta, I gotta go to sleep, I just feel really tired and he went to sleep and out of his mouth came this accent this beautiful uh, ancient accent, which is a combination of Aramaic, uh, ancient Egyptian, Babylonian, Sumerian. The ancient uh, languages were, were coming through. And at first, I, of course, I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't even know what they were saying. But then within about 20 minutes, I started speaking English. And uh, I started receiving these messages. And... Sometimes they allow Michael to hear what they're saying, and other times I have to tell him what they've said. It just depends on what they want to speak about. But they have decided that I will be their spokesperson, and Michael is what they refer to as the vessel. Uh, And they speak through him freely now, and uh, it's just the most amazing thing that could happen because 
his whole persona changes. Like when Gethion comes, my husband walks with a, uh, a, a staff and he's an old man and so he'll be walking around the house like uh, you know an older man and he'll be talking to me and the motions in his hands are different his speech is different my husband has an accent which he normally doesn't have <laughs> just completely different it's not the uh-huh. same person why do you think that michael was chosen as far you know as far as a vessel like you said uh, for both of us were chosen and um this was a process with them. It's, it's kind of like when Congress goes and, you know, does their stuff in, in the government. They all sat around because there are so many of them. Even though they're speaking with one voice at this time, they are all separate and they all have different personalities. There were other beings that they were looking at and they have used other beings over the, the centuries of time. But at this time... I think because maybe some of our backgrounds, um, our upbringings, the two of us together had a lot of knowledge in the in you know in spiritual things, yeah. and so they chose the two of us as a pair uh, because they wanted to incorporate both male and female energy for a modern time so that people were not thinking, oh, it's another guy doing it or it's another female. They wanted to bring the two of us together. And it just works as a combination. It it, it took them a long time to make this decision. It wasn't something they just snapped their fingers and said, that's them. It was a process of elimination. And so we were chosen. So, they, I mean, they more or less, I'm sure they go through several different, I mean, maybe people themselves, um, mm-hmm. people, couples, I mean, whatnot. I mean, yeah, like you said, it's a process of elimination. They go, ah, oh, no, that ain't going to work this time. Oh, ooh, these two, ooh, yeah, this is good. I mean, yes. and that's like how, I mean, you get, that's how you get stuff done, I guess. I mean, you get, you sit down, you hash it out. I mean, I don't see any other way to do it, so it makes perfect sense to me whether you're, you know, whether you're a different being or a being here. And then they have the, the, uh, interesting uh, challenge of getting you guys to listen, I imagine. <laughs> like the, At first you were probably like, wait a minute, I here? love most of this, like like we are, I love most of this message, but I'm a little bit um, unsure <laughs> about, you know, this and that, because they're telling us that, you know, things that we've grown up with and things we see every day yep. and stuff are, are bad for us and 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 I don't know if I like to hear that. So so you Yeah. You know there you, was some home truths, let me tell you. Gethion <laughs> wrapped me over the knuckles a few times and you know he's a spiritual being. He's not gonna pull any punches. If he says something about you and you're all sometimes I'd be like shocked or even, you know, sometimes the odd tear would come out of my eyes. But you know what he was telling me? He was talking to me about myself and he was telling me the truth. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes truth hurts, but he says truth is always best, Victoria. So he would talk to me this way. And, uh, you know, sometimes we've been like naughty children that won't take out the garbage and we want to be defiant and say, no, I don't want to do it like that. And they're like... Okay, we just will grow silent for a while. And we miss them, you know, because they're so much a part of our lives now that when they don't speak for a while, we're like, 
I missed you. Come back and we'll talk. I'm okay. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think true growth ever comes or is ever successful without some kind of pushback, though, too. I mean, there's always going to be some resistance that, you know, the subject's going to have. I mean, for a person to grow, they're, they're doing things, they're learning things, they're experiencing things that are foreign to them in a lot of ways. I mean, I, and this can go for any anything, right? And when you're growing, it, you know, spiritually, especially, or mentally, I mean, well, what we all have to do, and take it from me, I'm one of these people that, have, that know this firsthand <laughs> over the last couple of years. Um, there was always a lot of just, oh, my God, no, I don't want to do this. This is ridiculous. I can't do this. Well, you know what? It just... Once you get over that hump in those things and the pushback and all what I was talking you, about before, then you realize, yeah, oh, well, okay. it was worth it. It was worth it. So it it just ties right into with what you were talking about, though, Victoria. That think happy thoughts and happy things will happen to you. It don't work yeah. that Sometimes way. Sometimes there's, no, there's a lot more. There's a lot more of work involved. Work, yeah. It isn't just you know. It isn't just thinking happy thoughts. I mean, yeah, you want to have a healthy frame of mind. That's a given. You want to you you want to be you want to be strong in your mind and help happy and healthy in your mind, but it isn't that simple. I think that you have to sweat, like you said, you have to get dirty. There's the, and I it, I know <laughs> I know this more than anybody does right now. I think and that's really where what it comes down to. I think is in this growing thing. Like we're, this ties in with what you were saying though about just you know being confronted, Victoria yourself, with things that you may have not agreed to at the time, but you know. Once you're confronted with that and say, this is the truth, you got to yeah. deal with it or else. <laughs> and, and that's a challenge yeah, they yeah. had to overcome and Victoria had to overcome. But yeah. it, is the, the, there's one other thing about the club. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're around. You said, how much time do we have? we got a few minutes here. we got, oh, we got, we got Good, time. good. Have, I can uh, get one more. Uh, at least one more. We can grill Victoria some more. Yeah. They're in ev- well, this is really fascinating. This is. Stuff. It is. They, there's, they're in everybody's lives. They've been here They've been here since ancient times, and and uh, hopefully they'll see us through our difficulties now, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and hopefully on into the enlightened times. But uh-huh. um, if 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 they're here, they've always been here. They're going to be here. Um, how do they make themselves known to? Everybody, like, not, I don't mean make yourself known, but I mean, um. Well, hey, I'm like talking to you. Here. Here's your opportunity, bro. Right. Um, well, actually, they talk about it in the book that they said not everyone will know them on a spiritual level. Right. But, but there will be some that will become teachers to help humanity evolve that would have their messages. I'm, I'm, as far as the collective are concerned, Michael and I are the only people that they speak directly to. They put messages and they speak uh, in people, you know, not verbally, but they will transplant their messages into people's minds and people have these same thoughts because I've met a couple of people who already who have said to me, I know that somehow I'm being taught by the collective because the things that they're being taught are almost identical. So they will carry out their messages through meditation that people do. But as far as verbally speaking, Michael and I are pretty much it. Um, And they have chosen it this way Mm -hmm. because it stops confusion. And the message that we speak is of exactly the truth of how they want it spoken. And another thing is that they have been speaking these messages and they have said in the book that they spoke them to the greatest minds that ever walked the face of this earth. 
So some of the history books that we can go through, we're getting messages. Look at Einstein. I mean, this man did amazing things with his mind. Mm -hmm. Where do you think he got some of these thoughts? So the collective consciousness has been out there for thousands of years. We're just okay. now finding out that yeah. these beings are being brought forth to actually speak in our time. Yeah. Um, whereas before they were just putting messages into people's minds. So. Well, that's the thing I... I think what you were asking too, Doug, is just, you know, have the, does everybody get touched by these people? I mean, you know, obviously you guys have, and I think it makes sense to take, keep, well, keep, like- keep the data pool small, right? Because I think half mm-hmm. of our problem also on this planet is we got way too many cooks in the pot and all of our projects that we do here. Oh, too many people um, interpreting too few things. Yeah. Well, yeah, just, and the, <laughs> when you get, you know, I know this firsthand when there's just so many people involved with something, it's it's total chaos, it's total confusion. Nobody knows what's it's going the on. The giraffe. Yeah, there you go. A giraffe was designed by committee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> backwards and yeah. you know, long um, And you find that if it becomes like a religion, how it gets twisted and contorted, and that's not what they want. So right. we have to keep it, you know, within a few people that truly understand this and then they become teachers and then those teachers go out and teach others and then those uh, you know that's how it starts and it makes sense to me and you know people say well how come you and not me you have to ask the collective that you know there was like I said there were criteria that we met um, and uh, you know I don't profess that I'm any great Allah or anything like that but speak on their behalf and I speak their truth and whatever they're teaching mankind to me makes total sense being raised in a, a very strict Christian family and now I, I have this other mindset where all those other questions I had from learning through the Bible have now been answered. Like for instance, just quickly, in Genesis God said, let us make man in our image. Now, who was he talking to? He was talking to six other beings that helped him with creation, and that's why we have seven days of the week, because each one of them played a, a part in it. And I read the book, the Egyptian Book of the Dead the other day, and do you realize that it's mentioned in there about seven beings? No, I didn't notice that, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just kind of drives that home point, that point home again uh that you know there are all these different you know religions all these different ideas and i'm standing by that still to this day that you know it really is about understanding what it's all about and that you know like we were saying way early in this discussion how really we are pretty much all the same but there are all these different religions that separate us different ideologies different fears that separate us. well i can't believe how how much they separate us too because i i get the feeling the gut instinct uh, well if uh, you might say that somebody will that kill you over it that's a pretty big that's, that's a, a pretty huge big difference, difference but they will kill you if you don't believe what they but believe. i have the gut instinct that it all goes back to the same kernel the same core the same event the the same, yeah yes and the bible was uh, originally brought forth for mankind to use as a way to live you know it was a way of life and the biggest universal law that people seem to just pass off as, uh, you know, a four-letter word, love. But I love that lipstick. I love that car. It doesn't have any meaning unless it truly comes from your heart. Yeah. And so we have forgotten the ancient messages. We've forgotten community. We've forgotten our families. And our children are being raised by TVs. So, you know, they're trying to prod us 
and we're all going to get our very big hot poker in the backside if we don't wake up soon, that, you know, our kids are being mind-controlled, and that's one of the reasons I'm writing the Twilight Children's series. It's about this very thing. Um, and and the, the little star collection are seven stories that the collective have told me of their own lives when they lived at one time on the earth. They're amazing stories. So I'm just getting so much information from these beings. I can't be making half of this. <laughs> 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 it well, I think it's it's obviously a good message. People need to take this, these things into account. Um, and I think we're, we're, we're very close to that point as a civilization, as a race of people, where collectively we're going to go, okay, enough's enough. Something has to change. You know, it could be 2012. Who knows? That's a whole different discussion. But, I, you know, we could be on this precipice. Who knows? Where we are going to have a change in our thinking and go, no, we don't need all this stuff to drive us and make us feel like we're we're human if we have this stuff, right? So I think it's going to, hopefully it does move us to a more spiritual and intellectual uh, way of living. And in order to prepare for that, uh, we've got, of course, Catch Falling Stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the book by uh, Victoria, our guest. Yeah, so, so uh, unfortunately we are, yeah, we, we have to go to break here or we're going to get... Well, no, no, we're not. Well, we, <laughs> we do. We, in, have... we don't get in trouble no well, matter yeah. what we do. But... No, Victoria, <laughs> thank you. Seriously, you've got a is, lot yeah. of work to do, you know. We I mean, all do. It isn't just her; yeah, it's, it's all of us. She's over there, <laughs> challenged every day. It comes from collective. within. I mean, it ta- if you're going to take something away, people out there, if you're going to take something away, this change comes from within. I know the greatest changes I've had in my life have been, have been as a result of me looking at myself, going, "You really need to straighten that out quick, or you're going to be in big trouble." You know, looking, I, you know, and that's what it comes from. I think. I think that's the number one thing you should take away from this discussion. That you are all powerful beings. Do you just have to know your own power? Absolutely. I couldn't have said that better well, myself. I'd like to know your power for taking us into breaks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Victoria, thank you, but we do have to go to break. Uh, can you hang on? Yeah, the, hang on the line. Don't leave us just yet. For just a moment. Um, I, I want to say thank you to Victoria Kelly. Yeah, the yeah. book is uh, Catch Falling Stars. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's also the Little Star Collection, and mm-hmm. there's Children of Twilight series coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, the website is www.venusrising.com. That's yeah, check that R-I-Z-I-N-G. Out. That'll be linked up at ghostlytalk.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, so definitely uh, check those out because it's important stuff for now and uh-huh. for the future. Coming up, um, speaking of more truth, Truth and Paranormal Science. Interesting. Kevin yeah. Knight and Paul Sherman are nice enough. They're going to be joining us. We're going to be talking about some pretty heady subjects coming right up. Miss a live broadcast? Feel free to download it direct from the on-demand archives at ghostlytalk.com. The Internet's only rock and roll paranormal extravaganza. Special guest with us, Robbie Thomas, psychic medium. Where is the Lawrence House? It's in Ontario, Canada. It is a house that was owned by a shipbuilder, and it was haunted. The tools of the trade back then were baby powder. The reason being is I could see, and the kids with me couldn't, so I figured if I threw the baby powder in the air, 
as the spirit was walking through, it would cover it, and then they could say, oh, we see it now. The next tool was a flashlight, so we know where we were going, and a rope, so we could tie it around so we don't get taken away by the spirit. So that hey, was me. Isn't that what you last girlfriend said? <laughs> that's, just, that's just a Friday night for Anthony. Baby powder, a rope, and a flashlight. <laughs> Hera Hub Radio, Thursdays, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern. On Bounce Radio and Parahub.org. Is the veil between this world and the next getting thinner? I'm Chris Sloan, inviting you to join in and listen to a new podcast that deals with the paranormal, Parapod, with new guests every week, from paranormal investigators to the people they help. Hear actual EVP. The people that capture We go into a case to disprove a haunting. Three flashlights, actually four counting the lantern, were actually honed in on this thing, and it was swallowing the light up. Parapod. Log on to myspace.com forward slash Chris Sloan Radio. That's myspace.com forward slash C-H-R-I-S-S-L-O-N-E Radio. The only difference between the believer and the skeptic is time, and your time is now.
you want to dive into the bizarre world of the paranormal? Do ghosts, UFOs, or the supernatural amaze you to the point of wanting to learn more? Then you need BVRN, the Black Vault Radio Network. With more than 750 hours of on-demand talk radio, syndicated from more than 35 shows, the Black Vault Radio Network is your one-stop shop for the world of the unexplained. Check us out and tune in 24 hours a day, www.blackvaultradio.com. Again, that's www.blackvaultradio.com. You're listening to Ghostly Talk with Doug, Scott L., and Bonnie. Truth in Paranormal Science Tips is a group of individuals who are searching for discussion about the paranormal, whether they be believer, skeptic, or skeptical believer. Their goal is to find out as much truth as they can about the paranormal, from the dogma to the devices used. The website is, I guess it's paranormal-tips.com. Sorry, uh, that's paranormal-tips.com. Yeah. And uh, while Scott is struggling with knobs... I, I totally just blew that. <laughs> He's thing. not really sure when Sorry to pull that. out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this will be an interesting hour. We, <laughs> we would like so, so much for that intellectual discussion we were going to have here for the next hour. Great. You we, should know that. I'm sitting here. Warm it, warm it up with a... with a. You know, go ahead. We would like go to ahead. welcome Kevin Knight and Paul Sherman to Ghostly Talk. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, guys. Hello, how are you Welcome. doing? Thank you. Uh, really good to have you guys here. Uh, this and, is actually yeah. pretty uh, topical because um, one of the things that we noticed over the past few years is that um, uh, a lot of people are running around doing ghost hunting and, and experimenting in the paranormal and things like that. And, of course, then you have your, your people who attach the word demonologist to their to their title, or they, they give themselves the title of demonologist. They say, oh, that's dangerous, dangerous. You're going to run into something, and then you're going to need me. And then... Uh, well, my, my favorite will always be president, because everybody wants to be the president of, of something. The president so. of, a ghost, of a ghost hunting group. So, yeah, so we've got all this, all this think, stuff think, going I think the main on. Quali- I think the main qualification for being a demonologist is having had having played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> and you have the monster manual with you, and, and so you know what you're looking at. That's, I have that's met some of these folks, but <laughs> and I think you might be right. But no, the um, so so we've got that going on. We've got, of course, all the television stuff going on. We've got people coming out with new devices all the time. Well, now all the time. And and while I applaud the engineering going oh, in, yeah, yeah. there's there's the underlying scientific principles that sometimes are overlooked. And 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 I, I it's difficult to um, it's difficult to express. Uh, my, uh, the, my simultaneous joy and elation with the uh, well, somebody out there trying the amount know. of yeah the amount of activity that's going on and the amount of thinking that's going on with my incredible dismay at uh, how how there's such a lack of progress. Well, the, yeah, there, there's really no new devices. I mean, I, you know, the people will people will take an old device. 
put a new case on it and a few more lights and make it go bing and they'll call it a new ghost hunting device. Um, you know, I think that I think for anybody who's listening to this show, they probably have seen a few of the ghost hunting shows and and the advent of this K2 meter. Um, yeah. You know, they and and hearing the explanations, you know, the scientific explanations. Well, it's a you know, it's a device that some, does something you know different and it finds ghosts. That's not really that's not really an explanation. It's basically just an EMF detector without all the you know stuff on it. Yeah, it, it right. Basically, basically takes an EMF perfectly good EMF uh, meter and makes it useless for uh, you know for doing electrical work. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, one thing that I want to say while I've got you guys on um, is <laughs> all of those devices, all of the devices from from the the innocuous thermometer to mm-hmm. and and. Um, Probably the more I'm accurate. About the throwback from thermometer, the one you point at a wall. Any laser. of them. Okay. Any yeah. of them. Right. I don't care if it's an actual thermometer with mercury in it, or, um, or <laughs> a, finding one of those now. Even Jeez. a um, a, a compass. Non-contact thermometer. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Or even a compass. I mean, to to a K2 meter or Frank's box or anything like that. You for all of these devices are the 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 theory is. Right. As far as I'm, as far as I understand it, the theory is that if a ghost is in the area and wants to communicate or whatever, that mm-hmm. it can manipulate certain things, and then we can detect these certain things that it's manipulating, and and they're anomalous to the area. Yeah. Uh, then we can say that there's a maybe a possibility that there's a ghost trying to contact us. So so the theory is you're not ever going to directly like no uh, measure <laughs> a ghost. You're you're not going to no, measure not, an effect. Not with, not with the technology that that. That we have, and, and you really can't you really can't even call it a, a ghost, really. Right. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, the word ghost is comes with a whole a whole lot of baggage and a whole lot of assumptions. Well, a ghost is a is a dead person, and you know they have something to do before they move on, and you know that that sounds you know really good, but it, it's also just a, a total guess. We don't we don't know what's actually going on, or if indeed anything is going on. Um, just because of the way the science, if I can use that term uh, loosely, is, is done. Uh-huh. But my opinion. Well, I you think know. I think the term scientific also, and, and I'm going to be blunt here, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll cite it with an example, which mm-hmm. I always love to do. Uh, and Doug's going to roll his eyes through the back of his head mm-hmm. when I say this. But I was bed shopping a few months ago, right? <laughs> and I went to the, the bed place, right? And, of course, I get accosted by a... Here comes the vultures coming after me, right, trying to sell me a bed. And the lady's like, you know, can I help you? I'm like, I'm looking for a bed. And she's like, well, come over here, and I'll have you lay on our scientific mattress. Um, and you'll lay on the mattress. I'm like, okay. So I'm like, well, this is a really interesting device you have here. You lay on this thing, and it'll tell you what kind of mattress I need. So how does this thing work? And the lady looks at me, straight face, guys, and says, well, it's scientific, sir. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's great, that's great, that's great, but, you know, why, you know, what's scientific, you know, like, is there an algorithm that measures my, my fat on my back and tells me what, you know, what I need exactly, you fat lard, you need a big, huge bed because you're gigantic, you loser, you know, or whatever, I mean, is there something, there's mathematics, is the mysteries of the universe being unleashed in this mattress in front of us here to give me the proper mattress that I need? And well, she's you're like, not going to get the answer from a mattress salesman. No, no, she's like, it's science, she, she responded with, it's science. the inventor of the bed. Well, that's but that, my point about that though is I see this being the word scientific being thrown around like a candy mm-hmm. word for people because well look we're a scientifically based ghost hunting association this is what we do here we're scientifically based and I think some people um, they don't even know what the word really means 
to be you know, Paul has Paul has actually designed actual scientific experiments with regards to ghost hunting. Um, he did a really, as a matter of fact, he did a really good, um, really did a good experiment uh, with some groups in his area uh, regarding suggestibility and how much that plays in defining quote evidence. Well, let's talk um, about I, this. Yeah, let's let's. I mean, I mean, a slam on you there, hit, hit you there, Kevin. But let's talk about this this experiment that you're talking that uh, in regards to you know Paul did. Uh, let's hear about this. Let's just let's get into it. Yeah, what you do? Uh, yeah, tell him, Paul. What it was is I got tired of people saying that telling people about a haunted location doesn't influence what's going on and that you have to tell them in order to be able to debunk things. Well, when you're investigating, you shouldn't be going in biased one way or the other where you're going to go in and I'm going to debunk things or you go in and go, I'm going to prove things. You should be going in neutral. And in order to find out a root cause, you don't want any preconceived ideas about the place. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people argue with me on that one, so I thought, you know what, I'm going to set up an experiment. So I got a house, a friend of mine had a house, his grandparents had lived in it, his grandparents had built it, no reports of any hauntings or anybody dying in the area, just to make sure that later on, if anybody said anything, I could go, there are no reported hauntings in this area. (laughs) It's kind of a creepy place. His grandfather hadn't lived in the place for about six years, it's just kind of sitting, it's actually about eight years now, it's been sitting empty. Um... So looking at the place, you kind of get a little bit of influence from it. Okay. And what I had done is I had two teams of three I was going to take to this location. The first team, I told them, we're just there to see what we see. We don't know what's going on. Somebody just wanted us to go in and look, and we're just going to go in and see if we observe anything. So I took them in. We observed nothing. Now, and now, okay, let, let's stress this though. Now, what you did initially with this group of people you took in there and said, it's just a regular old house, right? It's just a just yeah. Just well, a, I just said this person has no idea what's going on with this place. Okay, we're to go in and see if we see any activity and report back okay, to them. Okay, all right. So the first team went in, nothing. The second team I took in, and when I took them in, I was telling them about, yeah, a lot of the teenagers here talk about this little girl in a blue dress that's been seen running around. And from what I can tell from local stories is that the little girl died during the storm outside. A tree branch had fallen on her, and she used to always play out in the front yard. And then there was another story that went along in there with the guy here, her father, who kind of lost it after that because the mother died, and he would chase a lot of the kids off with a shotgun, and he's been seen moving around upstairs from time to time when these kids go out on dares and, you know, your typical teenager, let's get a thrill and go off into this spooky haunted house. Mm-hmm. So an elaborate backstory. Pardon? An elaborate backstory. Yeah, sort of yeah. Yes, yes, yes. One yes. that's believable, so and we've heard similar so that, things. So that, yeah, you yeah. know, it was like your typical local legend. Right. Took them in. We wandered around the place for a while. We set up a few cameras, went upstairs, checked some things out. Nothing was really going on. Nobody was really seeing anything or anything like that. But when we were coming down the stairs, one of the the investigator right in front of me had a blue LED light. He was wearing a white T-shirt, and he went to check the time real quick to see what time it was. Well, when he did that, it lit up his white shirt, and the two guys that were already down the stairs and around the corner a little bit off off this banister, could see the reflection in a piece of glass Mm -hmm. outside. Immediately, they went, did you see that? 
And they went and they were talking about it real quick. And within seconds, one of them swears that he saw a little girl running around outside with blonde hair. <laughs> okay. And that's not what it was. No. But that just shows you right there. They took that one little incident that wasn't even had anything to do with a little girl or anything like that. It was just a pure fluke. Mm-hmm. And they automatically made it fit the story. Mm-hmm. From there on out, we went outside. They kept seeing shadows and stuff in the window, and I couldn't figure out what they were looking at. They kept swearing they saw a shadow person moving around upstairs. And I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I finally noticed that the clouds were low that night, and so and they kept varying in density. Well, the, the difference in light in the clouds as they rolled across the sky was making it look like things were moving upstairs because you'd get dark and it'd get light. And it looked, eh, yeah, you can kind of say that might look like a shadow. Mm. Well, they automatically took that part of the story and made it fit what they were kind of seeing. Mm-hmm. So, and from there on out, we went back inside and they were hearing footsteps and stuff. And no, what it was is we had heard this with the first group too, but we figured out what it was. It's just the house settling. And as it settles certain ways, you hear the noise and it gets quieter a little bit, but it's in the same exact location. We tracked down about where it was coming from, mm-hmm. but it was varying in intensity. Yeah, which so I we think... went back in. A... What was that, Kevin? Sorry, I was saying. I mean, this, I mean, this is actually this is actually a, a, a pretty well designed experiment, um, and I'd actually like to see it, um, you know, carried out several more times because uh, you know, you know, one experiment with two teams um, is suggestive, but um, you know, at best, the yep. it would be exactly. an anecdote. One one data point does not constitute evidence, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it does show you that it can happen. Mm-hmm. Well, we... With the second team, everything that they went through and that they reported on was twisted to fit the story that they were fed before they went in. Well, yeah, and that's perception right there. I mean, that's how stories get passed on from generation to generation. We've heard that before. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, and that's one thing I've, I've noticed also. Because, and, Doug, we've done this before. We've gone to a place. We've heard a story. Right, we we've right. been to places. Bonnie, you've been to places also, oh, of course. Yeah. And oh, there's a little girl that roams his house, and I've I've seen some, you know, from as objective a mind as I have, I've seen some kind of weird things over the years. But you know, it's few and far between, mind you. And uh, what we have done is we went to some places, we've done our research to try to find things, but we've it's the same setup. We've seen heard the stories, uh, but I know some of the stuff. For example, one place we went to, we experienced something rather interesting and then we went afterwards we didn't really know much of the backstory of the place we went to the library and read on it afterwards but i still see this whole we've been like i said we've been talking about this telling this scenario for years though on this show that if you want to see ghosts i'll show you ghosts it's very simple right you and just plant the story you pretty much you pretty and, much yeah. like set this up in a lab environment paul uh what we've been talking about you know you set people up you you know you the suggestibility uh, aspect of this, like there's a story here. This person was murdered in this place. This is but the little girl, little guy, whatever. Man. Right, and, and but the thing is, a lot of uh, parapsychologists who there's been a lot, 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 lot of research into parapsychology. Yeah, yeah. They they could um, add to that, and they probably would add to that and say that's a cute little experiment. What happens is, um, the you know the people there uh-huh. create the haunting. And they do it through PK or whatever oh, okay. abilities yeah. that you already have. So, so the um, you know, a lot like the. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have two. I actually have two questions. I okay. Mean, based on the, some of the terminology that's being tossed around. Okay. Um, first of all, um, what? How do you define a parapsychologist? What? 
what what does one have to do in order to earn the title of parapsychologist? And the second question is, what actually do you well do you guys consider what constitutes proof when you're talking about proving paranormal creatures and events? Well, that's interesting because first of all, uh, let me take the parapsychology thing first. The parapsychology thing is uh, I'm I'm only talking about actual parapsychologists that we've talked to on the show. Yeah, yeah. And we've talked to two of the well, probably a handful a of handful them, but only two of them that I actually believed. And and um <laughs> and they I still wow. I still don't agree with them on yeah. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with them that ghosts exist only in our uh, ghosts do exist but only in our heads. Mm-hmm. Um and that. You know, we are the ones exhibiting. We're the catalyst this. for. Yeah. yeah. Well, are, are, were these guys like psychologists that like dabbled in the paranormal, or no. were they? No, these were people who studied parapsychology. Yeah. And yeah. are on boards and all that kind of stuff, and and you, yeah, I'm sure we could look them up and look up all their yeah. credentials well, yeah. and things like that. But the, these are know, just ideas that have been thrown our way. You know, I and well, I, but however, I learned from them. Yeah. You know, and and I I enjoyed uh, talking to them, but. And I enjoy learning from them, but and I that's don't just a different viewpoint on the. From them. I think that the point is, is that just a different viewpoint on the experiment that Paul did? Is that's what they would say? Yeah, uh, they they, they would say that it was created by the human. Now, when it comes down that, to proof, I mean, it's just similar to that. What, yeah. What's the experiment that uh, they did at University of Toronto? Um, Where they invented they invented a ghost? Invented oh, yeah, I know the one you're um, talking about. I've read up on that. Yeah, one. Yeah, they invented yes. a ghost. I forget, and, yeah, I forget the name they gave him, but yeah, they they. They basically invented a ghost, yeah, they, and it supposedly right. materialized the PK. Right, but they all knew. They knew. They they sat and invented him together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were sitting around a table, and they go, well, what should we call him? What should, what should he do? Should yeah. he, he, he should have had a, a tryst with, you know, the... The, the woman of a house down the road and blah, blah, blah. I mean, they, they really invented this elaborate backstory, and they all did it together. They invented it together. Wasn't that an episode of Buffy the Vampire Story? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this preceded Buffy. Now, yeah. Kevin, oh, you, you, you asked a question about proof. Now, I'm sorry, phrase, yeah. that, again, phrase that again. Go ahead. What, what constitutes proof when talking about paranormal creatures and, and events? And, and this, is, this is one of the things that, that I, I bring up constantly, is that... Um, if you look at like a ghost investigator show, you know they'll see a um, you know they'll see a spike on their EMF reader, mm-hmm. and they'll say, oh well, there's a ghost here. Well, yeah. Um, and, mm-hmm. and some of them, you know, some of them will go through the the, the charade of pretending to debunk it. It's like, nope, nope, can't find the source, can't find the source. Yeah, well, well be a ghost. no. So, what what do you cons- What would you consider proof? Well, somebody said that we so, were going to get grilled. Down no, this is good. Show. This is good. But, no, I'm <laughs> I'm actually enjoying this. Thank you, but Kevin. It's nice to have somebody hit us up. For me, I I don't need I don't need a scratchy um, EVP is not proof. I don't care whose show it is on. I, and I believe me, guys, we've been we've we've seen and heard them all as far mm-hmm. as EVPs are concerned. And 99 percent of the ones that I've heard, you know, I'm like that's interesting. <laughs> that's all yeah. I say about it because I don't believe that you know I. It, it may be, but it doesn't constitute proof, okay? Now, what I will, I always point to these because we've been milking them for five years now, okay? <laughs> what, after the show, guys, what I can do is point you to a couple of EVPs that we got a number of years ago. And yes. I'll, I'll, I'll have some, too, that you might want to Yeah, I want you guys to hear them. I want you guys to tell us what you think. Now, that aside, um, a scratchy EVP or a blurb in a film, I've seen a million of those, too, that does not constitute proof. I'll tell you what constitutes proof for me is if I experience it myself. 
period. Right. If I felt something, I've heard something, and even then, that's just me against right. the and world. That's the same thing with the EVPs. I mean, you just have to be there when these yeah. EVPs were captured. Yeah, so. you're the first to say it's your perception of what actually happened. You're not calling it a ghost or a, a demon no. or a or a spaceman. No, no, I'm not at all. And I think it's just it's about experience. I mean, this goes back to what we've talked about for a while. Well, if it goes back to experience. I'm not taking it to the Inquirer. First of all, I'm not <laughs> trying to film a pilot off of it. Second of all, okay, and that's where the problems occur. I think my experiences that I've had. And this is just for me. Are mine. They're how I perceive them, how I believe what happened. I'll tell you the story, and if you don't believe me, I can deal with that. That's fine. But I'm not going to be, you know, going on a radio campaign. Well, yeah, for and either. you're you're not going to submit it to the amazing Randy. No, for no, it's just, it's, you right. know, well, you know, that's, that's, it's what I see. That's what that's it's proof for me. You know, I'm not worried about other people, right? And now. for me, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, after doing this for for how many years? Uh, the better part of a decade. Where where uh, I'm just I I'm essentially in it for me now. I I'm interested in learning this stuff. And, and, and experiencing as much as I can to try and formulate some kind of theory, some kind of, uh, hopefully eventually provable, um, yeah. hypotheses. But, um, but proof that the afterlife exists, I've already got it. For me. For you, because for, I, I saw yourself. And, and I almost ran him, hit him over, hit him with my car. You were in the car <laughs> with me. Yeah. And so I saw a ghost. I also saw a shadow figure. I believe those two phenomenons do exist. Guys, I saw a damn UFO about a month and a half ago. I swear by it. I, I swear by it. And now, I've never yeah. seen a UFO. So in all essence, it's all about us. Yeah, and screw and everybody else. The ghost they created was Philip. <laughs> no, it's Philip. Yes, it was the Philip experiment. Philip experiment, yeah. But I think that's what it comes down to. Well, go ahead. So, uh, Kevin, were you going to say something? Well, yeah, I actually have a follow-up question to go that. Go ahead. Then, then as far as what constitutes proof, I, I guess I guess the, the question would be more um, precisely directed if I said, well, what is it that a, a given investigator is looking for? Because... I've heard investigators say, well, they want to go commune with angels. And I've I've heard other um, investigators say, well, they want to go and figure out what the mechanics are, which I'm I'm on the mechanic side, and so is Paul, Mm -hmm. which, you know, he was... Paranormal tips came out of that desire to get down to the science. I'm, there's a lot of off-topic stuff on there, and a lot of talk about the paranormal shows, like you know, ghost hunters and, and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and even on the even on the uh, the other board that I moderate on, ghostdose um, dot com, mm-hmm. um, it's the same. It's the same thing. There's a divide in the there's a divide in the posters between the people who want to know what's going on, and then the people who just want you know, something spooky, or they just want to see that there is something there and they don't really care what it is. They're just going to, you know, see an apparition and say, well, that's Aunt Tilly, you know, and, and they're satisfied with that. I, I guess so, as far as that goes, when, when you're talking about proof, yeah, you have your personal truth, your personal proof, like, that's good enough for me, and I don't care what the mechanics are behind it because I know what I saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you go and relate that to somebody, it's like, well, what was the temperature? What was the, you know, what was the No, yeah, and I, I, un- I understand fully that the, the few, and I, I stress the word few experiences that I have had. Very few. Um, they could experience. be yeah. eaten, they could be eaten alive up to scrutiny. Oh, yeah. No if, problem. If you told anybody at a, any kind of panel, they'd be like, well, yeah. you obviously didn't have everything under control. All, all I can say concerning that is that and they it were, wasn't. yeah, they were thinking, Things that I just could not, you know, 
I mean, it's all, it's a little off the cuff here concerning ghosts, but the, this this supposed UFO that I saw with two other people that saw the exact same thing, I couldn't explain the damn thing. I, I, <laughs> I just think, couldn't explain it. I think so. So essentially, I, though you're you're saying proof, but I think you're meaning goals. What what? Yeah, I think this is a broader goals, scale. You guys are talking about what kind of goals would you have on any given experiment? Do you want to prove that a that a, well the idea the idea would be to capture a ghost and and put it in a box and then be able to torture it until oh, it tells you, us what we want. You can buy one of those on <laughs> eBay. But, but, well, you can I, buy a I'm ghost actually, in a jar on eBay. I don't know why. Uh, well, actually, why actually funny, that actually did, there was actually, um, yes, when I I was, many years ago when I was um, on a, a different board, somebody put a, a, a eBay listing on for a, um Israeli Dibbuk, D-I-B-B-U-K oh. box, and they said, it's legend, it's, it's haunted, and I just got to get it out of my house. And, you know, and they didn't know what it meant. And, of course, the first thing I did is went to Google and typed in the word, and I got 27,000 explanations as to what it meant. You know, um, <laughs> you know, so apparently this person who had the wherewithal to set up an eBay auction did not know how to use Google. So, um, <laughs> so I... I I don't know. There is, but I have. I I think that what what I would like to accomplish from all of this running around, right? From all of these ghost hunters running around, from all of these um, experiments being done, from all of these books being written, from all of these TV shows being uh, produced, uh, and uh, what what I think I'd like is I would like um, to finally figure out. Just what is going on with this after? What what are all these stories? Literally, yeah. ghost stories have been around since the first person died, I think. And yeah, and I I just think that these ghost stories, there's got to be well, some explanation for it. I, is it in our heads, like the psych, psychologists, parapsychologists say? Maybe it is. Uh-huh. Um, I think I almost ran over this guy in a cemetery with you in the passenger seat, mm-hmm. and um, maybe that was in my head. It didn't look like it was in my head. But maybe but it pro- is. I don't know. The, pro- the problem is, is that is that everybody who's investigating is using precisely the same um, the mythology, the same assumptions, and the same techniques that have always been used. So the answers you're going to get are always going to be the same. We don't know. Mm, that's so true. So if, if you're right going to be now. walking around the basement with an EMF detector, you're going to be finding EMF fields. Well, right. when it exactly. comes to proof, the fact of the matter... And some is, of them may or may not be anomalous, yeah. but the, the yeah. problem is that it's not true that everybody has always ghost hunted the exact same way. The true. modern true. The modern way is doing it this way. There was a previous way where <clears throat> they sat in this... You know, in the dark, and and they had all these things laying around on a table, and the ghosts would, you know, uh, oh, they'd be all over the, the place. Trumpet. They'd be oh, coming like out of haunted, her... you mean? Yeah, pretty much like on most haunted. No, it was, it was the, <laughs> the physical mediums, and and you know, I mean, and of course we had, fortunately, we had Houdini running around debunking them. But I, the thing is, you've got uh, people have thought of ways throughout time to to uh, to ghost hunt in different ways. Well, with and, now with now nowadays though. And this is talking about. It's all led up to the same thing. We still have no clue what's going on. But nowadays, though, and this is in regards to proof, because this is what we're talking about. Um, When it comes to the shows and stuff like that, I think a lot of people are under the impression that if it's uh, if it's presented on the show, (laughs) right? If it's presented on the show, (laughs) then it's then it's proof. Haunting. Yeah. You know. You know. You know. Paul is is a certified uh, certified K two specialist. Did you know that? Really awesome. (laughs) Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. He's um, it's paranormal tip certified K two specialist, um, <laughs> and he has his uh, he has a very impressive badge um, with yeah. his, on his signature line. Um, 
And uh, Paul's awesome. actually actually written a nice little article about the K2. If you'd like to tell them about that, please enlighten us, Paul. The thing that got me on the K2 is when sure you look at most of the EMF meters, is that they're a, a digital or a swing meter movement. And in both of those situations, there's a dampening of that. It doesn't respond instantaneously because it takes time for the, the, in the swing meter, it takes time for the induction to make the meter move, the, the, the magnetic field that it produces. And in the LCD, there's, it takes time for it to change numbers. Mm-hmm. Now, when they brought out the K2, the K2 uses LEDs and you can turn an LED on and off really fast. Mm-hmm. When I was watching them, uh, uh, Coast Hunters was the first time that they used it. Yeah. I thought, you know, that, that that just doesn't look right. So I had purchased one, and I found out what I was hearing on the boards is that if you had the on-off switch down and you let it off and then put it back on, the meter would swing just like it shows on the show. And so I further checked out, and I watched, and the little green LED, the first one, goes out when they do this. Well, if you let the power off, that's the power indicator. So if that light goes off, Somebody shut the power off on it with their, by letting off and on. The so, hitting, so hitting the switch mm-hmm. makes it spike, essentially. That's what it makes it do. Yeah. Right? Okay. And and then in later shows, what I've seen them do is is after that was put on the sci-fi message board, they, they went back over and they had some with switches mounted. And a lot of times what they do is they cram a quarter in there and they have it wedge the button down. Well, one thing that they carry around on those shows all the time is those family band radios. And I took mine, and I wedged the quarter in just like it, and I hit the key on the family band radio that I have, and it kind of flickered a little bit. And I went, oh, well, yeah, you can kind of get it to spike a little bit because you get a sudden burst of a field, and then it drops off. Because a K2 is not a magnometer. It's made for measuring varying or alternating uh, magnetic fields. Uh-huh. So if you hold it to a magnet and just hold it there, it won't show you anything. But if you move the meter around with it on, it'll start registering. Oh. It has to be a varying magnetic field. You can't have a steady one. So then I was thinking, well, let's try this. And I held the, the family band radio in my hand with a key down, and I just sat there and twisted my wrist back and forth. And the meter started speaking. Mm-hmm. Oh. And yeah. so w- one thing that does is it shows you that, one the, one, the scale on the meter is no good. As far as for collecting evidence or anything like that, it's a piece of junk. What it was made for, it was made for the, the EMF scare back in the 90s. And everybody was afraid. Oh, my TV's blowing off too much EMF. I'm going to get cancer. And oh, my microwave, microwave oven. Microwave. And that's what it was made for. And it worked fine for that because, you know, you can go up and you can go, oh, well, that's over 25 milligauss. That's not good. Well, yeah, that's fine. If that's what you're looking for, that's fine. But when you're trying to collect data and trying to see what's going on with the magnetic field, no, it doesn't work. And then also, I can sit in my room with that thing on. And there can be a lightning storm out there. And not every bolt will set it off, but every now and then you see, oh, that one did. It must have hit something and set off a field through the power lines or something like that. But you get random spikes. So basically, what you're and saying so, is, what you're saying is, we should not on a dark and spooky, rainy night, uh, you know, which is, uh, you know, obviously, you know, that's the that's not, the portrait of a ghost hunt, right? <laughs> um, using a K2 meter would not be the smartest. Night. It wouldn't be the smartest no. thing to use in there. No, because you're going to get random spikes. Well, shoot, even if someone drives down the road with a linear amplifier on their CB and keys up and keys off for a second, it's going to make it spike. Yeah. So all sorts of man-made influences can make this thing get these little spikes and stuff. Mm. 
and if somebody's out there, if somebody's in some haunted building or reported the haunted building, and they're sitting there asking questions, and all of a sudden they get a spike coincides with a question, how do you know that spike wasn't just somebody keen up on a CD or some other man-made influence that just coincided with the question? What, what, what we really need is we really need somebody who's actually interested in doing hard science like this. Uh, somebody who's actually willing to go and actually do the data collection because sci- most most of science is mind mind numbingly dull. Yes, of it's, course. A, it's a lot of data collection. It's yep. a lot of observation. It's a lot of note writing. It's a lot of comparing and cross referencing. And the problem is, is that, that that quite literally we as a species know nothing about the paranormal. We have a lot of assumptions. We have a lot of things that that look like they could be true, they kind of fit the evidence, but we don't have anything authoritative to, to tell us what actually is going on, if there's one thing going on, or if there are a thousand different things going on that we're all sort of lumping into one category. Um, you know, so when somebody says the word ghost, you know, it's like, well, I I knew it was my, you know, dead grandpa because it looked just like my dead grandpa. Yeah. And that that's obviously, you know, simple syllogistic <laughs> logic. Um, but since it's a field we know nothing about, we don't know. Let's just assume for the for the sake of argument that he did see his dead, dead grandpa. We don't know that that's a ghost. We don't know that that's a departed soul. Well, what else could, could it be? Well, I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. No, but, yeah, and I think that's what, I mean, you hear that a lot. I mean, uh, even mm-hmm. to nowadays, and even in a field where we got plenty of people that are claiming to be experts in this stuff, they, they attach the title expert to them, and I, it, it always perplexes me. I think there's people out there like, you know, Doug and I have mentioned this a lot, that, you know, there's people out there with a lot more experience in this stuff. They've done, they've tried a lot of things. So, you know, they could be someone to go to for reference or for some type of concept. Consultation, but to attach, you know, I'm an expert in this field. It's absolutely ridiculous, I think, to say that because well, yeah, because there, there are no experts. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, basically, I could go out and I could buy some EMF detectors and some machines that go bing and call myself an investigator. Um, and I'm not suggesting that there be any kind of regulation because that would be really stupid. Um, mm-hmm. But 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 knowing that knowing that there's really no there's really no qualification for somebody calling them an expert or writing a book. Or um, you know doing it, and I think, and I I sort of I I just realized that maybe I've been making a mistake. I've been derisively calling it the Scooby Gang approach to ghost hunting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but but in in retrospect, it seems like the Scooby Gang did a lot better job because they always debunked. <laughs> they never actually found a ghost. Well, yeah, you're right. They always, yeah. they always, it was always Farmer Fred with the mask on. It wasn't anything real. It, it was the owner of. Thing. It was the owner of the amusement park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It was always somebody very, very real and very. It was very the pleasant. construction company that wanted to tear down the mill. <laughs> yes, always. Well, what? However, you've got all these people running around with these cameras, with these uh, recording devices. Um, what, why can't somebody accidentally take a picture of a ghost or? Well, they could something. actually, and and that's that's what the frustrating part is because I've seen some pictures. You know, I've I've been known to play around with Photoshop on my off time, mm-hmm. um, but but I've seen some photos that are really really intriguing. The problem is is that even if you have an enthusiastic amateur who has no agenda and just like, hey, look, it's a picture of a dead guy. Um, you know, and we can see it. That's 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 great, but that's a one that that's as Paul said, one data point. And you can say, okay, well, that looks like a ghost, and we could call it a ghost when we pass the picture around at Christmas. Um, but but that doesn't do anything as far as 
answering the why. Okay, mm-hmm. well, why is that? If that indeed is a dear departed soul, why is that soul standing there at that moment? And by what facility is allowed to, you know, allows you to, to see it? I mean, you know, yeah. the, the, the scientist in my head says, well, if that's a soul, then, and it's on a, it's on a photo, then, then light had to have reflected off that surface. It has to be interacting with the real world in some way. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you couldn't take a picture of it. You know, so therefore, if it's interacting in some way, that means that there has to be some some um, you know, agent agency by which that we're able to interact with it and see it. You know, so no, the the people walking around with cameras, that's great. Um, you know, it would be even better if, if they're walking around with cameras taking notes about you know temperature and pressure and anything that they can think of, so that way we can compare that at a later time. Well, yeah, and I think it all comes down again. And we kind of, I think we talked about this a little bit last week too, Doug. It's just statistics, straight up statistics. That's how you really get information, I think. And you know, like you said, uh, Paul, you know, this if you get one person who legitimately may have seen something or took a photograph of something or recorded an EVP or something or whatever maybe, um, that's just one data point, right? No, but if you well, were to compile, yeah. Well, I think statistically, mm-hmm. okay. You, if you ha- let's say you have four hundred thousand ghost stories, mm-hmm. right, or four hundred thousand UFO sightings, yeah, right, and a percentage of those, let's say ninety percent, are um, fraud, Robit. rubbish. Fraud. I mean, out and out, I lied. I I didn't really see anything. Uh, Whatever. A certain percentage, let's say nine percent, are um, are a misunderstanding of what was actually happening, like the blue light. You know, the the blue. You uh, uh, you know, you you went to see what time it was. It reflected off of a a piece of glass. The other investigator saw that and and fit it fit that. Yeah. Observation to fit the backstory, the invented backstory. Okay, there you go. So, so there you go. The entire rest of it, except for one person, right? right. Except for one person is the Me Too syndrome. Uh-huh. Oh, I saw that too. You. Right? I saw that too. Okay. And then there's one person who actually saw a ghost or actually yeah. saw a UFO. Well, there you go. I mean, there's your proof. However, how do you know which one it is? <laughs> of that half of a million. That's the hard part. Not only that, well, how do you can't. prove and what they saw? It's it's their profession. They're the ones who saw it. Mm-hmm. So if, if you see something, I don't know what you saw, and I have no way of seeing it. Right. So I just have to go on your word that you saw it. Or you have to investigate well, until that, you see not, it. Yeah, yeah, if it's a phenomenon that you can go back and witness time and time again, well, yeah, you better get in there and start studying it. Because you just found something that will give you valuable data because it's reoccurring and you can keep trying different ways and different measurements and trying to gather data to try and figure out what makes it tick, how it works, all of that. Right. I, I wonder but, if the, the these shows, these TV shows that are out now and hope, evidently, not hopefully, but evidently are going to be coming out, um, they go and they find these haunted locations, right? Oh, this this is and and at the beginning they weren't so haunted, but now oh my gosh, everything no, it's, is it's so incredible. It's a haunted. pit to hell now. All right, so so now you've got this haunted location with things flying off the walls and things are hitting us in the head and we're dude running all over the place. Okay, so you've got <laughs> what you've wow. got this proven haunted location. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously you've got an in there because you were in there to make the, 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 the TV show. Why don't you set up cameras and, and recorders and, um, things pretty much 24-7 for six months? Get exactly. all the data you possibly can. Because the TV That's network exactly won't pay for that. The TV That's network exactly won't pay for that. They won't pay for that. 
Well, I know. And who's gonna? Who has the money for that? Right. It really, all comes thing is, down to wanting instant gratification, right. Douglas. Well, the thing is, is uh, I mean, if it, Scott, if you and I ever wanted to recreate my ghost sighting, all we'd have to do is find the death scort. I'd have to I, give myself I, a concussion wear, again. Yeah, yeah, that would suck. <laughs> you would have to wear a helmet. Can um, I be there for it this time? <laughs> well, that wouldn't. I can sort of recreate. assume he was wearing a helmet now. <laughs> he should he only be. He wears a helmet out in public. But no, <laughs> the, um, the they make him. But no, no really. No, <laughs> wow. No, the um, you know. We'd have to get in a car. We'd have to drive through Salem Walker Cemetery, right? And I'd say if we if we conducted that experiment, you know, a thousand times, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It may not happen any thousand of those yeah. times. Yeah. However, it might happen once, and you might see it. I yeah, don't know. True. I don't know what the what the I don't know the statistic for you know how often that guy returns to that cemetery That's to why stand you in the road. Data. Right. That's, that's why you collect data, so you know that it's like well on the. First of every month under a full moon when the temperature is 60 degrees, the, you can see the guy over there by the gravestone. Right, and it would be an interesting experiment, but yeah. it would be something that we'd have to uh, do over time. It would take, and, yeah. And, of that's, course, that's my we whole, don't have that amount yeah, of time. It, but, it's something that would take years. But there's ghost hunters with equipment that they can dedicate to a known haunted site and say, I'm going to set up this. It's going to be a webcam. It's going to capture things. And, one, you know, maybe take 4,000 pictures a day. And we'll go through each 4,000 of them uh, once a week. We'll all sit down, have pizza, and we'll go through all 4,000. And if there's if the ghost keeps showing yeah. up, then we'll we'll find out what the temperature and the humidity and all the, the other sensors are. True, exactly. Exactly right, and that and that right there would be a perfectly a perfectly sound scientific experiment of just observation over time. And if you could go talk, why don't you go talk to the people over at Waverly Hills and have them do that? They've got a big empty haunted building that they're making, you know, a little bit of cash off of now. Maybe they could actually do some webcams on the you know haunted top level where all the shadow people have their conventions. <laughs> No, and that's again. I I think that would be that that would collect that, that would be data. Oh, my brain stopping for some reason. Maybe I do need a helmet. <laughs> no, I'm just. Maybe the no. I'll buy you a nice one. What's this with it? Okay, everybody's wanting to buy me a helmet now. This is wonderful. No, it, and I think it is about data collection. I think it's about statistics. Um, getting them to do that, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be interesting to ask. Well, it's also, What's that? It's also about knowing how the equipment works. Well, that's it's, huge. Okay, look at the look at the thermal imager. It's being used so much on the paranormal shows now. So the thermal imager cannot see air temperature. Sorry, it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. Thermal imager looks at thermal radiation. Air doesn't radiate thermal doesn't give off that much radiation. It gets blasted out and drowned out by the solid objects on the other side. Uh-huh. If you could see air temperature when you turned on the thermal camera, it would just be all one color because you just see the air right in front of the camera. Exactly. Yeah. That would be it. You wouldn't see anything else. But everybody is sold on it. And you've got a lot of paranormal investigation teams out there that are looking at buying these things. And they're thousands of dollars. They're very expensive, and it's yeah. it's like, well, why are you investing in that? They're good if you want to see, okay, and, and the way they set them up. It's like, okay, most of the time when you see them on these shows, they have it set in the color mode. Well, if you really want to see what's going on, and from what I've learned talking with people who use these things, you use a grayscale. And then you lock your scale off. You don't let it just free float because the way that they use these things on the shows is they set it up so that it produces the most anomalies that you can get out of it. So you can't tell what you're looking at. Okay. Most of, most of the guys that are out in the field are running around with this mentality, though. A lot of the investigators that are out there, they don't understand how their equipment works, what it measures, how exactly it works. A non-contact surface thermometer is the same way. In fact, a thermal imager is the same thing with just a higher resolution. Mm-hmm. 
But they're still running around out there thinking that I can measure an air, a cold spot. Well, this is something that's been t- and it's something that's been put out there a lot, and I, I I still think a lot of people they don't know their equipment. <laughs> I think. Well, I mean, okay. Well, let's talk about don't. let's talk about that real quick. I, okay. I want to know. Okay, cold spot. You mentioned that. There's there's uh, for for literally years and years, and I can remember this from when I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. So that's decades and decades ago. But even before that, people were associating cold spots with ghosts. Yeah, Why? but is it okay? Does now, it prove it? No. Environment that has static electricity, it can give you the same simulation or sensation. I'm sorry. So how do you know it's really a cold spot? You have to measure the air temperature because if you go on your own perception, you could be wrong. It may right. not be cold. It feels cold. You think it's cold. Yeah. Or like when they reach up, I've seen them where they reach up and they go, "Oh, there's a cold spot up here." Well, yeah, but you just change the circulation in your arm and it's going to feel different. Right, because <laughs> the blood will have come down out of your hand. The blood comes down yeah. your hand, gets a little bit colder, you feel a little bit colder. Right, and, and you're my, paying attention. My opinion is I, I think that this equipment does have does have a place in it, but these are not, by any stretch of the imagination, ghost detectors. Because as, as much as I, you know, as much as I um, am starting to dislike the ghost hunter shows, uh, style shows, um, you know, some of the things they, they say actually are sort of, you know, called out of pop science. Um, like uh, EMF fields causing feelings of dread or, um, you know, skin rashes and things like that, which, you know, that's that's not, you know, that's not just an idle claim. That's something that somebody's actually observed, whether it's, you know, but but there is a place to, you know, for EMF detectors. Yeah, you got a high in the F reader. You need to have an electrician come out and take a look at this. But as far as its usefulness for finding ghosts, I mean, yeah, you can use it as sort of a, you know, uh, as sort of a, I don't know, a way to measure the um, environment around you, but you can't really use the stuff to find yeah. ghosts. Like, yeah, there's a ghost right there because, you know, it's, it's cold. Well, what it comes down to, unfortunately, and this is just a little side thing into that, because I've seen this in action. I've seen people do this before. Uh I've been on I've been on investigations where there uh, where people have have read high EMF meetings in a, in, a, in a location in an area and two very good friends of ours that are friends of the show uh, that are part of a group literally in you know in front of everybody went and said one of these guys uh, ironically enough is an electrician by trade okay uh, and he literally went over and looked around went up and. So he literally was able to look, like pinpoint a fluorescent a fluorescent light source that had that had on the the actual cable the wiring was totally on it was how do you say yeah. it? there was no covering there was no shielding yeah. on it whatsoever it wasn't right? grounded and it was right in the area he literally like he he took like a like left an article on the floor and went below there went up into the ceiling it was the the the, the the push-out tile Rafters, things, right? Yeah. Went up into that and was able to, right there, it was right there exactly. And doing all of that, guys, these two people did this. They they went through all this and said, look, this is not a ghost. This is just unshielded wiring down here. I, you know, I Here, I'll show you. I, here's my union card. I'm an electrician. I do all this stuff. Uh, and they still did not believe that. They said, no, it's a ghost. You're wrong. It's a ghost. So really what it comes down to, I think, though, is you can probably do, you know, we could talk about this stuff that we're blue in the face. And I'm not saying that it's a futile act either, though. I think it's very important. I think this is a great conversation we're having. But some people, I think, once they have that suggestibility, once they have that in their mind that that's a ghost in front of me or that cold spot I felt or that scratchy EVP that I got is a ghost, there is nothing you're going to be able to do to tell them any differently. You're not going to be able to change well, them. I agree. 
Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah. I've seen it. There, actually, there's one thing that you could do. The the one thing that, that somebody could do in the limited circumstances, if they could repro- reproduce whatever it is that they saw or heard on on command. Yeah. Um, you know, so so if you know if there's like a you know a flashing of the lights, for instance, at inopportune moments, and it's like, well, that's that's the ghost because it was listening to us. But if you could go over and you know step on that floorboard that you know that breaks the connection and makes them flicker again, then it's yeah. like really, yeah. really the ghost is in my shoe. This is what you're telling me. Yeah, the ghost is it's manifested in my shoe and it's making me flicker the lights. Yeah, <laughs> I, there's oh my god. What about <laughs> we could go through this? I mean, I. What That's about, just what I've, I've observed that, though. Yes. What about Spiritcom? Ooh. What about Farrakhan? Spiritcom. Yeah. Louis Farrakhan. I want to know all about Louis Farrakhan. Like, wow, that's a letter. He obviously is haunted. No. <laughs> no, the... <laughs> yeah, we only got a couple minutes well, here. Know, that's actually a good question. Spiritcom. What I find really interesting about Spiritcom is that the first iteration of that unit, I was looking at it, and it's sitting at about 27, 28 megahertz. Mm-hmm. That's the same band as a CB. Yeah. Oh, really? And what they do is they take and they run a transmitter, and they have this transmitter, and it runs across over into a receiver, and it comes down, and they run it through some filter. I don't remember the schematic exactly, but I was looking at it, and I was going, how can you use that? It's just like a regular EVP. How can you say that something is an EVP and not a radio transmission? Because I can right. show you and prove to you that radio signals can bounce all over the place, and that something that's not made to receive a radio signal can actually receive it and demodulate it, and you can hear a voice out of it. Right. Well, it's, a, it's, so a hint, when, it's, it's a hint if your EVP says things like there's a smoky bear alert on but, Highway 5. Right, but I don't well, yeah, remember. Some of them can get real obvious. If you look at like some of these shows, they've had one on there where it sounded like this lady having a conversation with somebody on like a wireless phone, mm-hmm. but it kind of fit their conversation and questions, so they automatically went... That's the voice of a dead person. Well, how can you do that? Unless you shield whatever you're recording with, because unless you can eliminate all the other possibilities, you can never truly say that this is this. You have to say, well, it could be the voice of a dead person, but it could also be a radio signal because of all the millions of transmissions that occur every second, every day, and how they can bounce off the ionosphere and travel around the world. I've listened to guys halfway around the world before. Yeah. On a CB, I've listened to them from Georgia, and I'm in Washington State. My God. <laughs> and so how can you eliminate it? You can't. And the environment changes. How do you know that you heard that voice for just a second because the truck was going down the highway, uh-huh. big metal box reflected the signal just at the right time to where they picked it up? You can't because it's, there's too many of them out there. So unless you shield against it. Mm. EVPs are pretty much worthless. Well, we've or, you start, or if you start designing really tight science experiments that involve controls and that involve actual data collection, um, you know, because again, again, you can do all the investigations that are exactly like all the ones that have occurred in history, and you will get exactly the same result, which is no yep. result at all. If you want to keep getting what you're getting, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have um, I have some some good news and bad news. The good news is the period of what, what it's been several years now. There's been a very very low level activity of sunspots, and uh, the bad news is unfortunately it's picking up, which means um, the Maunder minimum. Well, we're in the Maunder minimum, is what you're talking about. Right. right? Yeah. Right. Which yeah. means that uh, from now that, on, that come from, from now on, our ghosts could be from all the way around the world rather than around the country because <laughs> or sunspots they could be from Mars. Stick. They could be. They, that would be. They spooky. could be Martian ghosts. We we have to 
sign off. Yeah, g- speaking <laughs> of uh, this kind of stuff, we've got to sign off because guys, hang on. Yeah, don't leave us. Just show. hang on the line for one second, okay? All right. Okay. Um, that was, of course, Kevin Knight. Wow. And per- we went and right Paul to the Sherman. break on that, too. We did. We, we blew we right to the break. Right we had a break. Oh, my God. Uh, of paranormal-tips.com. Paranormal-tips.com. And man. Which, of course, will be linked up at ghostlytalk.com. And this is what I want to hear more of is some real critical thought on these things. Not just the TV shows, but anything out there, right? I mean, it's great. I mean, like, like we talked about earlier in this discussion, Kevin asked a very good question. What constitutes your, what's your idea of proof then, Scott and Doug? Well, I have my ideas of proof, but at the same time, I'm not taking them out to the inquirer, like I said, and trying to claim that they're, that, that they're the, the real, the, oh my God, conclusive well, that's proof that your, this is a ghost. that's your problem. Right. You're not taking it out to the I guess inquirer. I'm just not being you haven't set enough. your sights high enough. And, and you've got to go to the cable station. You need a helmet. And I need, need a helmet. helmet. I need a silver, yeah, I, or a, a t- a, an aluminum helmet so they can't read my I'll mind. I'll take a lightning bolt on it for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin wants a lightning bolt on the helmet. We thank heard you. that during the break, right. the, or during the uh, discussion. We need uh, to thank Kevin Knight and Paul Sherman of Paranormal. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks com. a lot. Thank you so much. We have to thank. thank you excellent. Yeah, we have to thank uh, Victoria Kelly yeah. of VenusRising.com and. Um, I don't remember the other one, but it'll be linked up on the website, the oh other God. website. And, uh, and wow, Eugene and Mary Yelchin doing great work, uh, uh, parent, uh, tools for, for kids yeah. and, and, and their parents, uh, to, to quite, help quite a this, show tonight. Quite, I'm pretty, this, pretty tired uh, haunting here. Haunting stuff. HarperCollinsChildrens.com. Yep. Wow. Worn out. What a show. Yeah, really good uh, time. We'll be back next week with more fun and excitement. And, uh, and of course, uh, Lions we'll and have, tigers and bears. Oh my. And we will have, uh, uh, a helmet on Scott L. That's a big promise for you <laughs> this has been doug this has been this has been good i'm Whoa. still bonnie oh and i'm getting him a pretty pink helmet and this has been ghostly talk we'll see you next week ghostly talk you have been listening to ghostly talk paranormal talk radio the ghostly talk audio program is distributed for free under the open content license please share with all your friends and support independent media 